What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Should I Play That? And it is episode 26 of the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm joined by Rod, and we also have a special guest in the building today. Is he a special I, guest, though? Is he a special guest? Is he is he just not a part of the family? I, I think at this point, he's like the, the one character in the sitcom that just sort of like just jumps in and everyone starts applauding like, yo. That's accurate. That's accurate. He's here. Yeah. I'll take that. It's James. <laughs> yo. What up? My <laughs> little like sitcom intro. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing out there? Good to be back. Good to be back. Nice, nice. Uh, I think it's, I want to say it's been how too long. Too long. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. It's been too long. Too it's great long. to have you back on. And with this episode, um, you know, not only we're going to be talking about what we've been playing late, uh, lately, uh, Gamescom is going on right now. So I think with how the news drops, we may do a part one, part two, depends on how the news drops for the rest of this event. But we'll definitely, you know, have like a nice little chunk in this episode. Um, and that's pretty much going to be it this week. It's going to be, you know, a nice little roundup of news. But um, y'all know how we like to do it. And actually, no, wait, wait. Let me pull this back a little bit. Pull it back. Rewind. Rod, my man, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, Popeye's chicken is better than Chick-fil-A. What? We're just we're out the gate with it. We're just jumping yeah. to it. Like no build or nothing. We just dropping. No. And, and all the listeners just stop listening right now. I mean, it is true though, right? I mean, it, it's it's greasy, mm-hmm. but it's also flavorful and fried chicken, fried chicken. Exactly, exactly. Also, less homophobia, you know. So there's that. <laughs> um, so I like that's how I like my chicken. Less oh, of that. Um, so, <laughs> so I mean, yeah. Look, the new Popeyes chicken sandwich came out. I'm not eating it myself yet, I but I just it. right. So I don't know if anyone of us have yet, but you know that'll probably change, at, you know, soon. But we know that the chicken is better. We're all in agreement about that, right? I feel like I feel I feel like we're dropping like our our uh, you know church going girlfriend to for <laughs> some you know some other chick. So I I don't know how I feel about this. I, like I think well you know how I feel about it is that yeah. it should be the title of the episode. Let your taste buds guide you, man. <laughs> follow the heart. Follow the taste buds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that Chick Fil A could do better is its service. You know. Like, I mean that's true. Like Chick Fil A has that. You go there and people are really nice consistently. That's that's good to have, right? In your fast food restaurant. Um, can't say that about Popeyes. Um, but, but the food is better. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I mean, since we're throwing it out there, uh, we also have this whole thing on Instagram going on, guys. Quit. Quit copying and pasting things you you know nothing about. Instagram is not out there trying to take your pictures without your consent because it already has the access to do that once you uh, signed up for the platform. So if you want to do anything, how about read the terms and, and services before you actually jump onto a platform? Hmm? I hmm? felt in my soul. Something has happened. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was, just, it was just a little annoying seeing, like, even celebrities hopping on this. So, like, no Instagram. I don't allow you to use my content. Hmm. You did though. Terms and <laughs> conditions. 
<laughs> Those words mean things. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Yeah, and then, like, the, the posts that people keep reposting, there's, like, a lot of, like, uh, grammatical errors in it. And, like, just it just doesn't... It's actually quite hilarious if you read it out loud. So I'll just mm. leave it at that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the world is going crazy. You know, Popeyes is releasing chicken sandwiches. Spider-Man might be out of the MCU. It's just uh, tons of things happening. No. And it's... None of it's good. It's too much well, fun. except the Popeyes thing. And I was going to say, back, back on the Popeyes thing, I think Chick-fil-A needs to fire back. They need to go ahead and release a bucket of chicken. I've heard they've been testing out, like, wings and stuff, so... Really? We'll see. I mean, they got the mac and cheese already. I've heard about that. Interesting. I, I would be curious to try that just because, like, southern mac and cheese is different than, like... A lot of other your standard mac and cheese. So like I would I want to know like how much cream is gonna be in that mac and cheese. You know what I mean? Like I feel like southern mac and cheese is way more creamy than other from other places. I don't know if that's just me. That's just my observation. Mm, I I feel like it, it needs to have like at least seven different types of cheese on it. So, at, well, at least I don't know if we're gonna get that at Popeyes, but you know maybe at like. A gourmet place. <laughs> Yo, you ever had some some uh, gouda mac and cheese? Oh my god! No, Smoked I haven't. Gouda macaroni and cheese is the best thing. Smoked mac and yeah. cheese. Interesting. You guys have Publix up there? Oh, we do. Do we? Do, wait, do you not have it in Savannah? We do. I just want to make sure you guys have it up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That is but something that do, they, hmm. they make it. It's fantastic. Oh my god. Huh? Change my I will life. Try. I I will need to try that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to try the mac and cheese and a chicken sandwich from Popeyes. It will the, it's going to be a completely different restaurant by the time I go there. You know? <laughs> I'm with like, you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the video games. Yeah, we like video yeah. games. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> this is a video game podcast. Um, once again, uh, follow our content on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube. We're gonna have some YouTube stuff drop uh, pretty soon. So definitely. Go ahead and just just follow the page even before we start dropping videos. Just say that you were first, because I know that's the thing on the internet, right? Yeah, man. You got to Chris Columbus it, man. You got to be there first. <laughs> yeah. But what we like doing at the beginning of every episode is we like to do a little roundup of what we've been playing over the past week, or in James's case, over the past, you know, whenever, whatever you've been playing. But uh, this is our section called "What You've Been Playing." So, James, you first. I heard week. it. I heard it. <laughs> it was on the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, so, James, what you been playing? You know, I'm going to try and keep this one kind of short because I was looking over the show notes and we have quite a few of them in common. So I think that'd be fun to do all together. But um, within the last week, I've had this weird urge for a platformer. Um, I, I've been holding off on Fire Emblem because I have a trip coming up this weekend and I'm going to say that for the car ride. So that'll be a lot of fun. But um, Splosion Man, I don't know if you guys remember that game, but it was an Xbox 360, like an indie title, came out during the uh, Games of Play, or Summer of Play event they usually had. Yeah. Um, Twisted Pixel was a developer, and it's just a very simple platformer. You control this orange guy named Splosion Man, um, and he can have three explosions. So it knows who he forms the jumps. And so you just kind of combine that throughout the levels, like uh, bouncing off walls, dodging lasers, um, fighting robots, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just very t- uh, tongue-in-cheek and super funny. 
Um, every everybody you kill blows up in chunks of meat, so they become like ribeyes and um, roasts and just just random food objects. Mm-hmm. And there's um, an obsession with donuts in this game, but it's just just wacky good fun. Yeah, I and remember it's... playing this on uh, 360. Yeah, but it's on X. It's on uh, compatible with Xbox One, so I can play it on that now too. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't there another version of this called Miss Explosion Man? Yeah, basically the Pac-Man treatment, Miss Pac-Man treatment. Same okay. gameplay, but she's a uh, pink, and it's more um like world map based, overworld uh, map. Oh, so it is like a kind of a different game. Yeah, kind of cool, has more cool. of like that that Mario three feel to it. Okay. Okay. So does the um so does the game get because it's been so long since I played, but does do you find that the game gets progressively more difficult like is it is it or do the puzzles get steadily like more interesting do they introduce different mechanics as you're going like what's that curve like uh yeah you get a lot of different mechanics and and that's kind of how to keep the gameplay uh varied in this one it doesn't get super hard too early Mm -hmm. um just going back through it now i think i'm in the world i'm on world two now but there's like 13 to 14 levels in each world Mm, okay but um it'll introduce uh, certain types of barrels that provide different kinds of explosions. So, like you'll have a green one, and it puts you on a set trajectory. So that's more of just kind of getting you to the next portion of the uh, the map. Um, there are other ones that you explode next to, but you can use them as projectiles to shoot uh, faraway switches or kill enemies and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, others that just exist to give you an extra jump or an extra three jumps in this case, because every time you blow up next to a barrel, you get all your jumps back. So, like, extending across chasms and that sort of thing. Um, what else? The uh, typical moving platforms rotating on, like, axes and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do remember, like, there were a, a ton of those in the game. And something else I, thought, I found really interesting was that it kind of had this, like, 2.5D approach to mm-hmm. the design where, like, you know, you the camera is never super static. Like, it, it pulls out, um, like, and, and you get to see, like, you know more of the map depending on like what the puzzle actually is um maybe it, it go it pulls it pushes in more and like especially when you're uh, launching yourself like super super high going to the next section of the level like it's it's a really dynamic uh level design yeah, that, that very I really dynamic appreciate. camera mm-hmm. that's that's actually yeah i'm just i was just thinking about it. it's a real good point so it'll jump from like cutscene to cutscene and it's all in game it feels mm-hmm. like but just the way that they handle the angles and stuff, it's really, yeah, it's really slick. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I, that's something I might need to pick up on my Switch. It seems perfect for it. I wish it was on the Switch. but it was just on Oh, I thought time. it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I thought I saw that Misplosion Man was on was on Switch or once something like that. Once it snuck through, that'd be super cool. That actually. would be cool. I want to check up on that. Okay, well then, if it's not on there, then I want to play it. I need to bust out my 360 and then. Yo, Miss Explosion Man, watch Trey Witness in the Switch. You are right. I just looked. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah, well, you guys I get will the find that. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Sweet. All right, James. What else have you been playing, man? Um. Well, also, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands. Nice. I've been okay. feeling that that hype for three coming along. Which is weird because I wasn't really thinking about it too much prior to the last like week or so. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been seeing a lot of information come out of Gamescom, especially too concerning the builds and the skill trees on this game. So that's what's really drawing me in now. That's what sells me on Borderlands. 
Okay. I think more so than anything else. I just love being able to see like the different types of uh, characters you can build out. So are you playing just one character right now, multiple? How How is that working? Uh, right now I'm just playing one. I'm playing Maya, uh, Borderlands 2. So uh, for those who not know what she's like, she's a uh, a siren. Um, I guess you call it like the mage class, if mm-hmm. there was one in this game. And uh, her special ability is that she can hold enemies in place, and that bubble can be augmented through your ability points to do things like extra damage or heal you or uh, shoot out um, damage to other enemies. So, so yeah. something that um, – and you've, you've probably – you've played Borderlands 2 before, right? Right. Okay, so you have way more experience than me, so you could probably answer this question. Um, I am playing through Borderlands 2 for the first time, and I was playing with uh, with a friend of mine, and we're kind of both going through it at the same time for the first time. And I was kind of curious on – and by the way, she picked Maya, and I actually wanted to play that character. So my second, I had to go to my second choice, which was uh, uh, the assassin character, Zero. Yeah, zero. Um, so he seemed cool. He said, I think the description was like, he's good with long-range weapons and snipers, and I love that. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll do you. Um, so my question was, Is it are your characters meant to be min-maxed, or are you eventually meant to just get the whole skill tree? It seems that at this point, you could pretty much get the whole skill tree, mm-hmm. just because they keep increasing the level cap. Okay. Um, I personally have not gotten that far myself, and that's part of one of the issues I have with Borderlands as a series. It's just grinding up to those levels seem to take forever for me. Okay. And me wanting to test out so many different types of uh, builds and different types of characters, it's never like made me want to stick around for the launch and the reach in-game, like OP mm-hmm. ranks as they're called. Right. So I'm hoping that's something that it gets addressed in 3. But, um... Yeah, they can definitely be built that way to min-max the damage, especially when you get to those higher levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if you're just doing a normal playthrough, like on your first run, you don't have to worry about it too much. Just kind of spec into what you like to use as, um, yeah. as far as skills are concerned. I was I was going to say, like, because I've played through Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2. Um, I've never played it to the point where I was doing, you know, like, endgame stuff or, like, I don't know, I always felt like I played the game enough to where, like, I just shot things in the face, picked up loot, mm-hmm. and then shot the next guy in the face. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm I, I'm not really, like, hyped for Borderlands 3, but, because especially after playing, because we, we played it, this, uh, I, was, I played with Rod over the past weekend, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's because, like, I'm a different gamer now that, like, I, like if I... Like, I don't know if I, I have to feel like my, my time is being like used in a good manner. If I, I, if I feel like it's, which I feel like Borderlands isn't like that. Cause I always, you know, followed the story and I was always cool with the story, but mm, I don't know this past weekend playing Borderlands. I don't know if it's cause I played it already or I just, I we were like so early level that like the guns really didn't do it for me. But I don't know. Like it's a it's a toss up. Yeah, that, that's part of the thing too. You got to get over that hurdle in order to get to like the really crazy guns. And I'm just not realizing that because I feel like I played I played the game before. I played it to completion once. Um, and that's the thing. You got to get through it at least three times to get to like in game stuff. Mm. So it's just. A, one me not being one to play the same game over and over again like that. I usually get the story once and I'm good. So yeah, 
I feel like we were kind of missing out on like the true like Borderlands experience. Hmm. Yeah. Like it's been a very, very long time since I've played Borderlands. I've played the original one and I never played two. Um, and so I, I went to this not realizing how slow and floaty it is. I, I didn't recall that from Borderlands one. Um, but the variety of guns is nice, even if it's not great. Like it's not, I'm, you know, I, I've, I'm steadily getting better guns, but it's like almost in a Destiny type feel where the guns aren't as crazy as Destiny guns are. Um, I do appreciate the animations on some of them. Like I was, I was pleased when I was reloading my pistol and you just throw it away and it disintegrates and you just get a new one in your hand. Like that's a <laughs> that's a neat animation. Um, so yeah, I mean that aspect of it is is cool. This game definitely has a tone. <laughs> that I guess you either find really amusing or you really don't. <laughs> um, I personally am not a huge fan. I feel like it's very, it's very like mid two thousands to me. Like it, 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 it's it's very consistent. It, it almost feels like every single character speaks in the exact same way. Um, it, it's almost like no one. It's like. This the world itself has a voice, but no individual character. Like I couldn't really tell really anybody apart because everybody's shrill. Everybody, every single line is a is a punchline. Like every single one. Um, Claptrap is probably the most annoying character I've <laughs> I've ever encountered in a, in a video game. Um, and I say that with almost no hyperbole. Like I fucking hate this character. Um, but. Yeah, it's 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 weird. But despite that, like I'm, you know, it's it's cool. It's it the game itself, like the actual moment to moment gameplay of it is fun. Um, it does feel challenging. I was actually somewhat surprised by how often I was dying. Um, we were doing a, I guess not really a raid, but like a mini dungeon at one point. It was like level eight, seven or eight, and we were getting just completely thwarted, like easily um and we were on level like we were at the same level same guns um like the gun levels were fine but we were just getting stopped you really have to be careful so i would really like to try try it out with like all four people i've only had three right now so See, and, I, and i think i don't know if it was borderlands one or two that had that issue or maybe it was destiny but i think the way like the game adjusts to how many players are playing but i think if you're playing with three players like the um the positives, I mean, the, the negatives of having three players outweigh the positives. So, like, it's it, it scales weirdly when you're playing with three people. It's either best playing four people or two people if you're doing co-op. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's good to know. Um, you know, it's, it, like like I said, it's, it's, it's cool, though. Like, the I do love the visual uh, style of the game. I, I do love that, sh- that cel-shaded look. It's timeless to me. It, it will. I mean, that game is very old at this point, and but they did a good job with upresing everything. Um, and I think the game looks good. So you know, if that's any indication, I think Borderlands Three will look fine. I'm just very, very curious, like what the story itself will entail. It's more or less about the writing, because like I know that, that they're, yeah, they're, it's it's all based on like the time that they I guess wrote the story and they're, they're writing the line. So right. I know the two main uh, villains like they're they're streamers, they're streamers. So <laughs> yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of like jokes about streaming and like a right. lot of like internet culture jokes. 
Yeah, which a lot of that stuff just it just doesn't hit for me. Um, and, and I know it'll probably hit for a lot of other people. I'm probably in the minority on that, but um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm willing to definitely give it a chance, especially if you know if there's a point to it at the end of the day. Which there was uh, there was an interview with one of the producers at Gamescom, and they were talking about how uh, that like they were they were going to take it to the nth degree on Borderlands 3, but have an overarching uh, narrative to spin about that. Is, you know, so I'm hoping that it comes together, it coalesces in a way that makes sense. Um, and it's not just like, let's make a bunch of 12-year-olds laugh. Like, you know, that's cool if that's their demographic. And that makes sense why I'm reacting that way to Borderlands 2. That game is like 10 years old, right? Um, so, like, I, you know, I'm... You know, I'm not 18. I'm 28. So, like, I might have reacted differently back then uh, to to stuff that I am now. If that makes any sense. So, yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm curious. So, I feel like they'll find a way to make the the humor work within the story mm-hmm. because, like, while you're like you're correct, that is very much the tongue in cheek tone of Borderlands, like that that early 2000s humor. But the story itself, like the overall story, actually it's some pretty crazy notes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if I don't want to ruin anything for you about Handsome Jack, but mm-hmm. he's actually one of the best written villains I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of different people that Borderlands 2 specifically, like, mm-hmm. hits hits a lot of good character notes. Um, is Am I wrong to think that I haven't hit any of that yet? No, if you're only like, you said eight. Eight yeah, like level eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, you got plenty of time to go. I was gonna okay. say, yeah, like we we were just now getting into sanctuary, so yes, like it's, yeah, it's really early Which in the game. Was actually that was a cool surprise because um, I, I was completely unaware, and I only remembered it upon arriving. I remember vaguely before that game launched that that they were talking up the sanctuary bit. I totally forgot about it totally so when we when we got to that point in the story i was like whoa this is like a legitimate town like you know like a uh like any in any rpg you would have like a village or something like your home base and like this is that and it's pretty cool so see stuff i'm interested to keep playing that game yeah me too i'm just trying to keep myself preoccupied until three drops Mm -hmm. Mm is is three a day one for you it is now. Okay. It is for you now because since you're playing too and like kind of reliving it. Yeah. And I've just been following a lot of coverage and there's, it seems like there's been a lot of quality of life improvements to the franchise. Mm-hmm. So I have good, I have good feelings about this. I'm seeing a lot of similarities to Diablo as far as how the, the wood's going to be handled. So that's, that's going to be fun. I haven't kept up with any of that. What are they doing differently for three? Um, well, they're not calling them rifts, but they're pretty much making a form of rifts now, so it's easier to grind for different kinds of weapons. Okay. Because uh, one thing that you run into a lot of with Borderlands is grinding the same enemy over and over and over again to get that one drop. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're hoping to vary up the minute-to-minute gameplay by putting you through the rifts and giving you bonuses based on time completion, how many enemies you kill, uh, how many points of damage you deal out, that sort of thing. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, they're, they're focusing on an end game this time. That sounds like they're trying like. to rectify exactly what you were mentioning about, about Borderlands 2 that was missing, which was the, the grind, the tedious grind. Right. 
Um, and they're also fixing scaling in this one, supposedly. We'll see how it plays out in like in actual practice. But okay. it'll be like if I'm playing a level eleven and you're playing a level twenty, and everything will be level twenty for you, everything will be level eleven for me. So we'll still be doing the correct amount of damage to feel useful. Mm-hmm. But you could still play with somebody that's higher level than you. Hmm. And that was something that uh, this kind of when you feel like you're just getting carried through a game takes me out of the experience. Right. Because then it just turns into a walking simulator. There's no point in shooting because you don't do any damage. There's no point in trying because you get one shot at by everything. You just kind of mm-hmm. sit in the back and wait for the dings until you can like get permission to play, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's that's cool. And that's something I was careful with when I jumped into your uh, your game was that I had a level like twenty twenty five. Oh well, no, I think it's level like twenty character. Uh, the um, what's the character's name? The uh, he's like the berserker character. Uh, berserker, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, not Wilhelm. Um, is it the necromancer? Because that's that's why I ended up playing as. I ended up having an extra character as a uh, necromancer. So I was like, you know what, let me just play as her so I don't really ruin your, you know, <laughs> you guys' playthrough, especially with it being your first playthrough. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm I'm looking forward to jumping back into that then, a little bit more than I already was, so, good stuff. You have to play together sometime. Yeah, we definitely should do that, absolutely. But, um, that's mainly what I've been up to this week. Um, of course, Fire Emblem, but I'll be jumping back into that this weekend. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. We should definitely talk about that in, in a bit. Um, that's a good segue into what I've been playing. So, I mean, I've, I've mostly been playing the same the same thing. Just a quick, rapid fire. Um, I actually played a little bit of that Lethal Blaze game. I, like, I played the demo for it. It was the... It's a new title. Um, I don't know who develops it. I should know that. I'm sorry. But it's like a indie game... That is on the Switch, the eShop, and Hideki Nagamura did the music. That's all I know. So that's the reason why <laughs> I downloaded that game. And it's like a weird, it's like a weird, um, what the hell is it? So it's like you have a you have two characters, and there's like a ball in the middle, and you have like a bat, and you hit the ball kind of like back and forth. It's like Pong, except that the, the oh! actual. Oh! Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I've heard of this game before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, like I've seen this a couple of years ago. It was it's like a like, PC thing. Yeah, it's so like it's Pong, a... except with people, like actual people. Yeah, and, and you, you can, can have like different um, spins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, this looks yeah. Like fun. It it actually is really cool. I want to jump back into it. I only played it for like like twenty minutes or so, so I want to jump back into it. And maybe if I pick it up, I'll talk more about it here. But. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, you have different kind of spins you can put on the ball. You can, you can kind of charge up your, your bat and like, uh, and and hit the ball and you're supposed to like, uh, deplete the HP of the opponent. And so the ball will like hit them if they can't catch it. Um, so, and it'll be, I think it's your color if it's like your possession or if you, you hit it last. So that is how the game kind of determines like if you will take damage or not, or the other person. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later if I play it, but I just wanted to mention it really quickly because I think it is cool in terms of like the visual style. It definitely has a jet set radio aesthetic. And like we talked about last week, you know, you guys know I'm huge, huge fan. And Hideki Nagamura is the composer from that, um, the, the, from that series. And he did music for this and it sounds great. 
So definitely check that out. I also checked out the Cadence of Hyrule demo, and um, I turned it off in anger at one point. Oh, uh, because <laughs> what? What? I, I was very frustrated. The game itself is cool. Very, very cool. I like it. I'm going to go back to it. I did not delete it, but I was just like so frustrated. There was something that was killing me in like the third screen. Um, so Chris has talked a, bit, a little bit about it, but in case you haven't heard, it's a rhythm action game with a Zelda aesthetic. It's Crypt of the Necrodancer with a, a Zelda aesthetic. And you have to do each and every single thing in the game to the beat of the song. So like the beats are actually displayed at the bottom of the screen and and they'll on every on every single beat you're supposed to do an action so you move you attack things like that it all has to be done to the beat and it that includes the enemies the enemies are all moving to the song so <laughs> there was an enemy with like a hammer and he hits for like two spaces everything is like pretty much symmetrical in this game because it's beat based so like you're moving like basically per what's honestly like a, a grid and I'm not sure if you can see that all the time, but that's kind of what it that's what it is. You you'll know it if you play it. And there is an enemy that hits for like two spaces. I could not find a way to get to avoid that because every single time a beat came and I was supposed to move out of the way, Link would not move and I was definitely on the right beat. So I have no idea what I was doing wrong, but I was doing something wrong. I'm gonna go back to it. It's a really sweet game. Chris was not wrong. You should check it out for sure, but <laughs> It was very frustrating. <laughs> that it, it it was it was very frustrating. So, um, I am still playing Yakuza Kiwami two two. I played a lot of that last week. I I'm now a manager at a hostess club. That's just what this game is now. Um, it's <laughs> I, so there was a a mini game in Yakuza Zero where you manage these women at these host clubs host clubs if you don't know or hostess clubs are where men come and they come to drink and talk to these women they're not like you know doing anything other than that you know at least above table like they're not doing anything weird it's just like them talking uh to these girls and like they're making them feel like you know they're hot shit it's like talking to well i'm not gonna say that yeah so it's it, so you, at some point in that game, you're managing this whole club, and so people are coming in. It's a mini game based off that, and it's literally a one screen. You have six different areas in which you can, uh, like, customers will come in. So you have to assign each girl depending on her stats. So each girl has like a cute, sexy talk party. Uh, I think there's like two more stats, but they're like all attributed to specific aspects of like a person. And so a customer will come in and they'll be like, well, I want to talk to a sexy girl. So you get like the girl who has the highest meter on the sexy chart and you can like assign her there. And at certain points, she'll like give you hand signals of like, hey, we need a refill on ice. We need a guest glass. We need a ladies glass. So, like you have to memorize like six different um, uh, signals because the game actually won't tell you what they are at first. You have to kind of like feel it out so you might fail a little bit at first it's kind of like that dark souls thing of like fail fall on your face first and you'll learn later it's not too deep it's only you know like what? six things I was gonna say, you know what's crazy though i feel like in real life if, if this hand signals fucking tell me what the hand signals are don't don't wait until i fall on my face <laughs> there's a narrative reason for that but but you're right you're right um so 
you know, you're you're doing all of this and getting really involved with it. It's actually super addictive. I put like ten hours just into this mini game. Like it's it's very addictive. And the thing is, wow. like, yeah, no, I'm, you know, I, I'm, well, there's also a narrative component to it. So, uh, in, sure, sure, there is. <laughs> Goddamn you! <laughs> so if you. In Yakuza 0, and the same thing with Kiwami 2, because they brought it back for Kiwami 2. Um, but in both games, there is, like, a, a, an extended uh, side mission. Most side missions, they'll be relatively short. They're just, I think they're known as, like, sub-stories. And here, with these mini games, there are two mini games in both Zero and Kiwami 2 that have uh, separate uh, arcs to them like actual cutscenes like fully rendered serious cutscenes to them uh within a story with characters all their own um kiwami 2 actually is really cool because it's almost like a sequel to the hostess club's side sub or sub story in zero because the your top hostess in zero actually is managing the club at the beginning of kiwami 2 and you get there and she's like needing uh she's needing help again she's trying to reboot the club from zero um, and it's really cool because Majima is the one who's doing it in Zero, one of the protagonists from that game. And now you're controlling Kiryu, the new protagonist for this. And and he's like, they, they make various references to Majima's storyline in Zero. Um, and their past kind of, they never really cross in that way. But it's just really cool to see that kind of connective tissue. Um, but the game is really fun. That's most of what I spent my time this week uh, doing is playing that mini game. Uh, it's really fun. You can actually, I'm, I shit you not. You can like, you can have your girls going to makeup and like do their hair and their their nails. I'm not kidding. So what? So what you're saying is instead of of playing through Fire Emblem and getting through some of these games, you were just addicted to what I don't even know what to call this kind of mini game. Sounds like like a dress up. So like. <laughs> You're goddamn right. It sounds, it sounds problematic. <laughs> That's what it sounds oh like. Oh my god, man! Look, it is. It's. I swear, this is something you have to just play. <laughs> okay, you you just have to play it. It's really, really fun. Um, it's fun. I promise. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. Club manager. Yeah, you're you're just a club manager. That's that's the whole point. It's actually like pretty progressive. I know like you, people might be like, you know, well, what the hell? You're like they're objectifying. These girls are like they're they're super strong and dignified and and proud of what they do and they're doing it like these girls are all volunteers. Like, well, I mean, they're getting paid for it, but it's not like, you know, they're not in dire straits necessarily. It's like get, it's, it's getting them through college. I mean, it's not even that. Like it, it's it's not even that. It's it's honestly it's no, there's, there's single mothers doing what they can. Oh my god, it's <laughs> it's it's just, it's really involved, and I like management games, like city management. It's the same reason why people play city management games is because you can kind of control a lot of like little different subsystems, and eventually there gets to be a lot of stuff going on. And so there's what there's it's called a, a cabaret grand prix. So what you're doing, what the whole storyline is, is that you're trying to help this fledgling uh club become like the top hostess club in Sotenbori, the city that you're in and you have to go up against the four other top number one clubs because there's like they all there's like four grand prix 
and you have to take down each host club. So you, you have to like go into ranking, basically, like going to exhibition matches, rank up, collect a lot of money, um, like millions of dollars. And then once you get to a certain point, then you can challenge the host club. And it's really cool because once you get to that point, you get a dedicated cutscene with like, you know, the the top girl at that hostess club and like you know she comes in talks a lot of shit with the manager and like you know you uh you get like an announcer who comes in and he's like really wacky and goofy it the whole thing is wacky promos (laughs) literally no literally that's that's exactly what it is that's a great that's a great example um and so yeah i mean and you get like this really awesome so the thing i love about yakuza especially is that they give you like they give you like these super exaggerated, like you know, I'm ready to fuck shit up, like kind of modes, and you just get hyped. You're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sell some bottles tonight. Hell yeah! Like it's just it's really cool, man. It's cool. So anyway, are you gonna be like switching career paths? You gonna be opening up a club soon? I might. I might <laughs> just be. You know, I don't even know what my club name will be, but we'll we'll figure something out. Um, but <laughs> telling you, Arsenal. <laughs> it could work. It could work. Club Arsenal. I could see it. Um, but speaking of Fire Emblem, I did play more of that. Let's we'll we'll bring our listeners back. <laughs> um, and I'm at chapter ten of this game, so things are progressing rapidly. Uh, James, where are you in Fire Emblem? I am not that far. Oh, I'm chapter chapter four, I think. Okay, so you're a a little bit further behind. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be pretty vague here, but the first significant thing has happened in this in this game, like in the narrative. Um, like I I would say that things are actually starting to 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 occur in which like a larger narrative is beginning to reveal itself. So. And that's exciting because, I mean, I, I've enjoyed my hours in it so far. I put like 25, 30 hours in it at the moment. And I think I'm reaching, it feels like I'm reaching the time jump. Um, so I'm excited. But I definitely wanted to talk a bit about the characters. James, what house are you a part of? I'm Golden Deer. Oh, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Was a virtual high five. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so you picked the correct house. We'll just put that out there. Okay. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> no, wow. It's facts. It's it's facts. Golden Deer is where it's at. I'm so proud of my house right now. I could not love my house anymore. Like at, <laughs> like at first, I was I was a little unsure. I picked Golden Deer because like I really liked Claude. I love the politics of it. I've, I've talked about this before on the show. Yeah. But yeah. So you know there are other reasons why I picked them, but. And so I was, I was like, man, I don't know. Ignaz is kind of annoying. Like, you know, Raphael, he looks like an adult. Like, what's, what is going on here? But, but the like that, man. Oh, I take back everything I said. Every goddamn thing I said. It, they are so lovable. We're just having a good old time in Golden Deer. Everybody else seems like they just hate each other's guts, and we're over here just like. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Let's go party. Like, like it's just Hilda's over here having fun, making like you know she's over here knitting for people. Like, it's it's so good. And, you know, Mariana's over there talking to birds. It's great. Like, we're over here just chilling in Golden Deer House. Um, you know, we're just throwing parties every night. You know, it's like the movie Animal House. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that's Golden Deer. That's Golden Deer. We, wow. we 
Tom we're Tom animal husbands. Everybody else is like, um, everybody else is like uh, My Chemical Romance. If like that was, a, if that band was like a, like a, like a house. Jeez. That's what it, they would be. Everybody just seems like everyone still seems so sad, and they seem like they're just so self serious and hating each other. Like Edelgard, she's always she's super guarded all the time, and and I was uh, say watch, watch your mouth, watch <laughs> your mouth. I'm talking about man, the queen like that. <laughs> my man, my man, Dimitri over here is he's always uptight. He's always got to stick up his ass. It is something so, with that guy. Yeah, oh. there's there's definitely something going on with him. I wish I could recruit the dude because he seems cool. But I was like, man, I wish I could whisk you away from from uh, <laughs> from Blue Lions because you seem miserable, dog. Um, so, yeah, Golden Deer. I'm, I'm sorry, we're gonna spend just two minutes talking just mad shit on all the other houses right now. What other houses? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It used to be called Fire Emblem Golden Deer. The right. <laughs> yes. Oh. Exactly. Oh, right. ahead, talk, talk your shit. Go ahead. Let me see. We what am I? What am I missing out on? Everything. What aren't you missing out on? Like we're over here. Claude is is just having a grand old time. We're just we're just kicking ass and taking names and not even breaking a sweat. To be honest, like we're not worried about anything. Uh, we're just we're just over here chilling in the corner. Hilda so here just chopping down everything she sees. Oh my god! Can we just talk about Hilda for a second? Can we talk? Can we talk about Hilda? Can we talk about my man Ignatz? Ignatz over here is he's one shotting people now, and and you want to know what the most baller thing is that he ever said? He was like, so Ignatz is like, he's a dude who, if you don't know, he is a really meek individual. If you don't know him, or even if you know him, he's like kind of meek. He's always like, you know, apologizing. He's always like real sad and like, oh man, you know, in battle, let that man get a crit. And he's just he just starts just spouting shit. He's like, "Well, let me paint you a picture, son." Literally, like that's his his line almost verbatim. He's like, "He's like, oh man, I I knew I could do it." Like he's just, it's so good. It's I love seeing that kind of like char- his character break a little bit in battle, like in the heat of battle. Starts feeling himself. Starts feeling himself. I love it. It's like, right. dude, yeah, you get yours, Ignatz. You get yours. So, I I, I just I want to just. Let's just relish right now, like all the great character work that's being done in this game. I will say, even in Black Eagles, Blue Lions, eh, but like <laughs> Golden Deer for sure. Like they are getting so, like the the relationship what a, between what, a what? Is. oh yeah, it, it it is like the the relationship between Raphael and Ignatz mm-hmm. is super layered, and I actually really appreciate it. One of my friends was telling me about that too. He was like. Because I was I was expressing how unsure I was with some of these characters, but he was like, "Just wait. You get those support bonds deeper, you're you'll see." And sure enough, he was right. Like, there's a deeper story behind that. And Raphael's a good dude. That is a good dude. So I, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. We need to have at some point. I think we need to have a spoiler cast. Um, yeah, and just, I'm gonna get some good hours in this weekend. So. Yeah. I'm gonna say my my fault for finishing the game in in 50 hours. Shit, no problem, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I, I definitely. I mean, in all seriousness, like the character work, I it, it's why I keep coming back to this game. It's not the gameplay. It's not the, even the story. It's it's. I mean, even though I, those things I'm enjoying, but man, it is it is seeing what 
these characters are, and I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait to see what the time jump does. Um, yeah, the two with, people I'm looking forward to see the most right now is actually going to be uh, Mary Ann and Claude. Because I've when I've been doing my teaching or whatever, I've noticed I have this affinity for the horses. Both of them just seem to love the horses. So I've been letting them work together. Yeah. And it's kind of like seeing that, that bond that's it's odd because they don't really hang out on the battlefield that much. Claude's usually doing his own thing, not getting hit, so just need a lot of healing. So yeah. They have like that same kind of camaraderie. It's cool. It's really it's, cool. It's very cool. And Lorenz, I think I talked about him a little bit last week, but I mean, even he's getting even deeper uh character work here like he is such an ass like on the surface you know like i mean he says things that are just stupid and he's like he's he's a he's a, he's a creep like to the girls like he's constantly proposing to them and you know but there's a support level i don't want to spoil too much but there's a support conversation that you like your byleth has with Lawrence, where he like kind of has some self-reflection and he's like Huh. Like I didn't realize how much of a weirdo I was being before. Like I mean cuz that's what he do- like Lorenz is kind of like so well, Sylvain is seems similar. Like he seems like a complete dickbag. Like he's just always like he's a womanizer. In fact, there's one thing that I did not know. I was listening to um I was listening to I think it was Waypoint they were talking about Fire Emblem and uh they were saying how if you play as a female character, or if you play as a male character and you try to recruit Sylvain, he has like normal stats, just like everybody else. If you're a woman and you try to recruit him, he joins immediately mm-hmm. with no stats whatsoever. And that's flavor text that I really appreciate about the game. Also, he's a dickbag. But, you know, like, Lawrence is a, in a, a similar way in that, like, you know, instead of like being an overt womanizer he's kind of like almost worse in a way in that like he just kind of expects that like Sylvain's just kind of doing it recklessly and not really paying attention to like the fallout Lorenz is just expects that like he's just like everyone wants to be with him because he's nobility he's nobility right right like he's just he's royalty he's he's just the shit and every and no one's gonna really say no to him yeah it's messed up because he asked me some question about that during like one of the lesson weeks, yeah, and like of course I want to give him the normal answer of like no, dude, it's not like that. But I want the support points though, so I had to agree with him. <laughs> well, okay, so that were, though, I mean, and that brings up a really, really good point. Is that that's kind of one aspect of the game that I'm not a super huge fan of because the the support system and what they give you points on is never really based on what the actual right answer is but what they want to hear so like so me i don't really feel like i can truly role play because i'm not saying yeah lawrence don't ask all these women to propose to you these girls have like like these these girls literally have agency you can't do that like i can't if i say that i miss out my on my support points because that mean that's how it should be that's the real answer like in life obviously that's what you should say but the game wants you to say you know the game wants you to agree with them it's literally about their likes and dislikes exactly and so that's kind of a weird disconnect that i'm not really vibing with um in terms of that whole system um but i get that because there was one it was like someone was telling me to i can't remember what his name was he's telling me to slow down when i eat he says i might choke but that's stupid i want to eat fast so i can get strong and I was like, no, dog, 
if you die, you won't get any stronger because <laughs> yeah. you're dead. You're just dead. <laughs> <laughs> but the correct answer was, yeah, man, screw that. Eat all the food you want at all, all the time. Just eat all of it now. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's weird stuff like that. But overall. Yeah, overall, the game is solid. There's some misfires in there, but I'm really enjoying it. So I definitely am so curious to hear, like, the other stuff storylines too um especially from you chris because i mean we can regale you with tales of golden deer you know the glorious superior class but oh, you know boy. <laughs> so i might want to hear you know i, well, I definitely want to hear you know from the second second tier obviously um oh, so. wow wow <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i'm sure it's wow I'm sure it's no fine. i mean uh, i think all right so with me going through my second playthrough right now um i could go with I could confirm this. All right, so second second playthrough, I went with Blue Lions. God damn it! I knew he was going to do it. Because <laughs> here's a here's a plan. I'm doing Blue Lions now. Third playthrough is going to be Golden Deer, and then fourth playthrough is going to be Black Eagles again. Okay. Because best house. But anyways, uh, I feel like the first. I'll say this: the first half of the game, you know, the first part is definitely. It's, it's, it looks like it's going to be the same for all of the houses. Right, yeah. It so kind of no, feels that way. Yeah, so there's no real changes there. But I feel like the biggest change is going to be after the time jump and having that perspective of that part of the game. But, um, like, me spending the time, you know, the second time around in part one, um, New Game Plus is actually pretty cool. Uh, I'm able to use my Renown points to... Um, get my skill points or skill level back to where it was my previous playthroughs. Um, so that makes, you know, recruiting people super easy. It makes, you know, trying to set up certain builds really easy in the beginning of the game. Um, I can use it to um, get the relationship with students back to a certain point. So if I wanted to uh, recruit someone from another house and I had them in my house in the previous playthrough, I could use my renown points to get get it back to that relationship point and then recruit them really easy. Hmm. So, you know, the this the consequent, you know, playthroughs that you have in this game should in essence be quicker and easier. Um Yeah, I was about it, to say, with, like, do you are you finding it faster in general? Like are you getting through that content? Yeah, quicker? so so I feel like I'm 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 getting through it quicker. So like now that my professor level is like almost max at the beginning of the game. I could use that extra time to uh, level up people quicker or get uh, support levels uh, a lot quicker and easier. So that's that's really cool. It's just that I feel that now going through this game a second time, the monastery is sort of like, I don't know, it's, it's sort of drab. Like, I sort of wish that there were, you know, more, like, monthly events. Like, let's say, like, for certain months... You know, like the monastery being decorated for a certain reason. Like seeing the same monastery month after month sort of gets boring, um, especially since I sort of know what's going on. It sort of feels like I, I don't know. I, I guess it's uh, like I'm sorry to see certain things. So like that's one thing I'm sort of not liking in this playthrough. And at this point, I sort of know what characters I want to be what for Endgame. So I, I've already set the goals. And, like, I'm just doing, I'm automating everything. Anytime we're in the classroom, automate, getting all that out of the way. So, with that, it's a little bit quicker. And then um, I sort of know who to talk to, who to not to talk to in this playthrough. Mm, okay. 
But yeah, like I feel like I'll be able to, you know, get through this playthrough pretty quickly. But I'm still, I mean, I'm still loving it. Like the the actual gameplay is still really fun. Getting to know this house's characters is pretty cool. Um, it's you know, it's, it's, it's no, it's no golden deer, it's no uh, black <laughs> eagle. But the blue lions, I mean, the blue lions are pretty cool. Um, like you guys said before, to do like he's like his whole backstory of like what his like his people did to the kingdom of Fargus. Like it's it's really dark. Yeah, I, I heard that the conversations between him and Dimitri are incredible. Yeah. Hmm. And the dude, like he's 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 really loyal to Dimitri because Dimitri sort of humanized the whole situation for him and like had his back. You know, and maybe this is getting into the weeds a bit here, but it feels like I feel like they, I know what they're trying to do and say with Dudu just because of the kind of history he has and his skin color. Like, I feel like I mm-hmm. know what they're trying to do and I'm curious yeah. how far they take it. Like, are they going all as, as all the way with it? Like as far as I think they may go with it because so far, and we've, I think we talked about this on the podcast as well, but I, I've been pretty impressed with like the church stuff. Like they've been very overt with like a lot of the, uh, religious themes and uh, everything ar- surrounding that, you know, like there is some really strange shit going on, and the game is not ignoring it. It's not like it's it's intentional that it's in your face. So I'll yes. just leave it at that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited to see that. Like I would play Blue Lions just for that relationship. Honestly. Now and then. Now what I will say is that playing through with the Blue Lions is a character, um, Ash. He he's related to the character or Lenata. Exactly. So that sort of played like you got extra da- dialogue based off of that. So I didn't really uh-huh. get that dialogue when I was right. playing with the Black Eagles. Right. So seeing seeing one of my characters like being an emotionally like driven to like just for him being there sort of like I don't know it sort of opened my eyes for the whole situation. So like, yeah. At, so like after the mission, he was like, you know, I have to go check the, check on the village, see how the you know how the kids are doing. And I was like, damn, we just fucking killed people and left, the, you know, the other playthrough. Yeah. So so it's just you know, it's like that dynamic, like that uh, that human aspect that's the show that, that they're showing in this game is actually really cool. And I I'm just interested to see how this sort of plays out with the other houses and with the other characters. Yeah, like the moments like that are what I'm really curious about, especially post time jump, because I heard that's when it gets really intense in terms of like the divergence of of the or divergence of the storylines. So like you'll see glimpses of certain people um, and you'll be like, oh, okay, because the Ash situation is literally the perfect example of that. I think he said something on the month of that mission and he mentioned like, you know, oh, yeah, that's like my dad or something and i was like yeah. i was like whoa wait what and i was like wow and then i thought to myself i wonder what it would be like if he was in my party like and i could just talk to him about this and you know i did the mission and every, all the events transpired and then afterwards like he does have dialogue about like well this is this is wild <laughs> uh and yeah and it's like well i can't go any deeper than that because i'm not in his house he's not in my and he's not in my house so you know, yeah, I, I wonder how many moments like that are are in the game, and and it's it's cool yeah. seeing those first. And then even with my first playthrough, there are certain decisions I made that sort of cut me off from other 
from finding out what happens to certain characters. Right. So, like, like I said, like I, I definitely like if I, if you want to get the full, you know, extent of the story, you sort of have to, you know, play through all the houses or be a scumbag and just read it all on the internet. But who wants to do that? That's not fun. I paid sixty bucks for this game, so um, I feel like uh, I don't know. It was, it was it's sort of cool, like how they they have this grand story. And they sort of split it into these different houses, so you like sort of see things from different perspectives. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll be returning to that in the coming weeks. And like I said, I, de- I think at some point we'll definitely have uh, a spoiler cast with uh, with all three of our playthroughs. And I yeah. think we should. And, and for people that are you know that listening, and you guys are playing Fire Emblem uh, in the comments, you know, or on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you see this post. Let us know what house you picked. You it's know, cool. shout out Black yeah. Eagles. <laughs> and let us know what you're thinking about the game. Because, like, I've been getting uh, messages from people, you know, talking about the game back and forth. It's a good game. Um, so if you do have a Switch and you haven't picked it up yet, what are you doing? Granted, Astro Train is out next week. So uh. maybe you're waiting on that game. <laughs> but um, next up, um, now I picked up a, a different game this week. Um and some people was like, oh, Derp is not really a game. You're watching a movie. Shut up. Shut up. Listen. It is it is an interactive medium. I feel like I'm controlling what's going on. Like, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. If it's a game for me, it's a game for me. If it's a movie for you, it's a movie for you. It's all about the entertainment value. It's all about just having fun. And with that, we're going to talk about Erica. It's a, it's a game out on the PS4 right now. Uh, published by Sony, developed by Flavorworks, and it is, um, if you look up some trailers and stuff, like, it really will, I mean, it looks like a movie, it's an FMV game, uh, meaning it's all, like, like, live action. So, uh, this game is set up a little differently. When you boot up the game, it asks you to download an app, and with this app, you're pretty much using your smartphone as a pretty much like a giant touchpad so when you're doing certain things in the like at the very beginning of the game you're uh like turning on like a gas lamp or whatever so like the on the screen it shows you to make like a certain motion on your phone Mm -hmm. and when you do that like you're doing the the um motions in a video so that like the, the movie or the game can keep going so like it has certain aspects like that but then you also have like you use the touch screen to sort of uh, look in certain directions on certain screens or on certain scenes where, like, you could either look at a certain character or look at something in the background, or you could use the touch screen to make dialogue cho- choices. So, um, I know for a lot of people, games like this, it's not really a game, so they're a little bit put off by it. But if you're the type of person who wants to sit back and, like, I don't know. I feel like this is this is a cool game to sort of sit down with some friends, um, you know, have like a movie. It's sort of like a movie night type of thing where you, where you can sort of make a decision and right. everyone can sort of vote. And hey, you know, we could say this, we could do this, um, and every every choice that you make somewhat like changes the path of the story. So until dawn, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's very much like that. Or like uh, a Bandersnatch, so, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. So yeah, or like Black Mirror Bandersnatch. So like, if you listen to the podcast, you already know how I feel about these things. I love them. So I had to pick it up. It's ten dollars, 
And after making it, making through, you know, one playthrough, which is roughly two hours. That's not bad. I'd, I'd like to say that I'm, I'm actually excited to jump back into it tonight, maybe. And uh, sort of get it going again. Um, I was thinking about streaming this, but then at the same time, stuff like this, I sort of like to, you know, uh, sort of digest and like, you know, chill on my own. I don't want to like have to... I don't know. Like it's, it's sort of like it's, it's different. It's sort of like watching a movie. It's sort of like you don't want to watch a movie, but then also have to look at a chat the whole time. So right. um, I may or may not do a stream on this. I, I think it would be pretty cool. Um, but you know, the whole thing is is uh, voice acted. It's it's like live action. Uh, the acting is actually pretty decent. Um, nothing's nothing's too crazy. Um, but like. I guess just looking at the story of it, like it's sort of like a like a horror, like murder mystery type of thing, right. where the, like the main character, both of her parents are killed, and you're sort of um, you're sort of like trying to figure out like who who your parents were, why were they killed, and like the whole like setup for that. So there's uh, there's, there's a like not trying to get too much into it because most like this is it's pretty much like a movie. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, I'd say that you know it's 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 pretty cool. Like I, I would love to see more um, more you know games like this. It's definitely a step in the right direction because I know while uh, we're doing our pre-show, we talked about another game called uh, well I forgot what's called The Quiet Man. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is and this is no Quiet Man. So if if you if you if you've ever heard of The Quiet Man. And I'm pretty sure you're laughing too. Listen, it's not like that. It's nothing like that. Um, I'll just leave it at that. It's no quiet. <laughs> that's a ring. That's a ringing endorsement, you know. It is. Um, <laughs> so, did you find yourself propelled by the novelty of it, or are the characters actually good? The story is compelling. Like, it does a good job of like moving the narrative along while at the same time keeping you involved in like you know decisions that are made. So it's like. Um, and it's it's not like stupid decisions like oh hit this person hit this button to go left hit this button to go right. It's more or less like um, let's say for example there's a scene where a phone's ringing and like it's like a you're told to um, to just stay put. So you can either stay put like stand there and like certain things have like it looks like it has timers. So um, you either stay put, you could go answer the phone or like a back off the back office is like open. So you could like go into the back office and start looking at stuff. So um, all of it is like really like it's it's on the fly. So like is is there's no weird loading of like when you make a decision. Right. Like it's all like immediate when it happens. Mm-hmm. So like it, you can sort of you know, let's say if you're playing this or you're watching a stream. Uh, you can sort of just sit back and sort of like watch it as that. Of course, like you'll see when there's like you know dialogue options and when you have to make choices to like pick certain things. But you could really like be entertained, sort of sitting back, just watching this you know unfold. Right. Huh. Yeah. Well. And and like I said, you know, uh, two hours uh, to really get through a playthrough. Um, from what I've heard, there's six endings. So, you know, I got one of them not really happy with it. So I'm definitely, you know, excited to jump back in and see if I can get a better ending. 
yeah, how do you know how many endings there are, or how far, or how many times the the storyline can actually branch? That might be a difficult question. I, I, yeah, I yeah, because um, like 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 I said, like just with like looking up articles about this game, that's where I picked up the whole six ending things because it's been okay. you know said that it was it was said in some article about like the amount of endings. Okay. But um, I don't know. Like I, I guess I'll really see what the difference is with this playthrough that I'm doing right now because I sort of like I once I finished the first playthrough, I was like, wow, damn, that fucking sucked. So let me go ahead and start back up and start another playthrough. Right. Um, and and that not as all oh, that sucked because like the, I, as a whole, more or less, I made a really stupid ass de- decision. Mm. And I was like, well, this shouldn't this shouldn't really mess me up too bad. It fucking did, guys. Always go with your your gut feelings. Always. I think I might add that to the thing at the end of. Yep, that's gonna be one of my uh, quotes at the end of the episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's gonna be it. But um yeah uh it I feel like I can make different decisions just to sort of see how it sort of like di- divulges like there's certain choices where it's like hey you can either you know do this one thing with one character talk to his other character or go off and do your own thing so you know with this playthrough I'm going to go off and do something different and see where that takes me Okay sounds good Yeah, I definitely stream at least one of those. That'd be fun. Yeah, I feel like I'll I'll stream one of my playthroughs because, like I said, it's two hours. That's not horrible, (laughs) and it might be cool to sort of see what people say. It's just I feel like I might have to stream that on Mixer because I heard that Mixer has a lower latency when it comes to stuff like that. So so sort so like you know sort of waiting to see what you know the stream says to do as opposed to what I want to do. I think I'll, right. I'll, you know, I'll test some stuff out to see if I could do it on Mixer. But yeah, that's um, that's what I played. I played Erica. Um, I've also played like Fire Emblem. We already talked about that. Um, uh-huh. A second playthrough. It's quick. Like it's, it's it's quicker. I know what I'm doing. And then Borderlands. I think we talked. I talked a little yeah, bit. We, about Borderlands. Yeah, we yeah. talked about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's pretty much what I played. I I don't know. Last week, did I talk about uh, trying to play Destiny Two? No, no, you did not. Okay, so uh, Destiny Two. I'm not sure if uh, the if the was the triumphs the little triumph thing that they have at the end of every season or at the end of every like full year of Destiny. They have like an Age of Triumph thing, and I booted up the game, got like. 12,000 notifications of different things that I've missed. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and I sort of jumped into a world, started to like get the ball rolling on like trying to get loot. And after about an hour, I was like, I don't know, this ain't it, chief. Like, <laughs> it, it's a lot to grind out. And that's surprising coming from you, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's like um, just burnout of like these type of games or. Um, whether or not I, I would be more happy playing it with another person, but I, th- I, th- I don't know. I think that might be it. Cause like I, like right now I, Oh, and that's another thing I've been playing Spider-Man, you know, RIP MCU Spider-Man. Tom Holland. Uh, we'll now, see. It, it could be salvaged, but we'll see. Yeah. But shout out to Insomniac being acquired by Sony. Um, right. Happened the same day that I platinum the game. So if that's a sign, I don't know what is. But um, 
I don't know, like like uh, Spider like Marvel Spider Man has been like the first game in a while that I don't mind doing the monotonous things to sort of platinum it because the gameplay is just so much fun. But when it comes down to like doing that same stuff for Destiny Two, and then like doing all this grind just for like in a couple weeks when the new season start for nothing, none of that to really matter. I don't know. I feel like I'll jump back into Destiny when uh, the Shadow Keep drops in October. Um, but I, don't, I, I just I didn't want to do that grind again. So like after about an hour of you know endless like runs at strikes and stuff like that, I was like, you know what? This isn't it. I'm not. I'm not in the mood for this. Mm. I dropped it. Hmm. That's. I never thought I would see the day. To be honest. Yeah, it's wild. Like, I, I mean, they seem to be doing so many new things, or at least trying to, that, like, I mean, I think quitting for a while and hopping back in after a few months is probably the way to keep going with this game. Yeah, and, and like, making sure that you have people to play it with. Because I'm, exactly. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure if, like, I was like, yo, Rod, re-download this, you know, 100-gig game. And if you actually happen to do it, I probably would have played it a little bit more. But oh. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put that on you. I'm not gonna put that on you. We'll see. I just got like really fast internet. So, um, well, faster than it already was. So we'll see, man. It's just about space. I don't have enough space on my hard drive. Yeah, for real. I, you know, I 100 gigs is a lot, but I don't know. Yeah, I have to do. And, do and then with this, if this new update coming out, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be more. Ugh, yeah. So maybe we'll check into that in a bit okay. like some months <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but that that's gonna that's gonna wrap up on what you've been playing this week um that's some good stuff this week so what we're gonna do next is uh oh and once again guys we want to know what y'all been playing too so if you if you can in the comments uh go ahead and let's talk about what you've been playing if you've been playing anything that we've been playing or playing something different i know um what's that game that we we're just talking about before the show was it retribution? No, god damn it, no. Uh, <laughs> like revenant or retribution? Yeah. Oh, revenant, revenant from the ashes. Yes. So stuff like that game that just dropped, but none of us picked up. But you know, I know some people have. Let's talk about it in the in the chat. Let's talk about it in the comments to see what's going on. But like I said, this week we're gonna do something different with the news. The news and our topic are sort of gonna be blended together because this is you know it's Gamescom. Uh, you know. Think E3, but in Europe, pretty much, uh, or Germany, to, for you know, just to be exact. But uh, a lot of news dropped this week, um, based on how you know we, the way we record and the way the show drops. Um, we're gonna miss out on some news. So the stuff that we do miss out on, we're gonna do as a part two next week. But with this week, we're gonna go ahead and cover a couple of things. So, um. I guess we could start off with a couple of smaller things before Gamescom. Mm -hmm. So, crap, I lost my tab. Oh no! This is why kids. This should be another. <laughs> this should be another thing for my end of the show. Uh, watch how many. Uh, watch out for all the damn tabs that you have open. It's not good for your computer. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. Oof. All right. So yeah, I'm back up. But Destiny Two. Back on that. Uh, the, as of right now, um, officially on the PC, you could go ahead and start 
uh, preparing to move your account from Activision's, you know, the Blizzard.net uh, over to Steam. And apparently a lot of the stuff is super easy. Like I've read uh, impressions on people who are like at work and they're able to do this stuff and it's pretty painless. So, cool. so uh, it's all it all it is is logging into budget.net, clicking on a couple of boxes, and you should be good to go. Uh, but then also as of today, cross save has also dropped. So same thing. Get on Bungie.net, you can link your account, choose your characters, choose. And if you've been on different, you know, platforms while Destiny or Destiny 2 has been running, of course, you'll have like these different accounts, different guardians. You can sort of pick and choose which ones you want to be your main uh, account. And that'll be your main account across all platforms. So, so cool. They should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. So um with this that means that when you're on playstation xbox or steam or stadia when it launches uh you'll be able to bring your characters and items to whatever you know platform you're playing on now what this does mean is that when you when it comes down to uh like um like expansions and stuff like that uh if you don't have the expansions on that other system you're your progression sort of freezes. Like you can still use what you already unlocked and what you have. But when it comes down to, you know, getting new stuff, let's say if you bought everything on PlayStation four and then you wanted to play it on Stadia. Um, if you don't have the stuff also on Stadia, so like all the new stuff, then you'll be defaulted to the destiny Two new light stuff, which, you know, is the full game. It's just that you won't be able to do a lot of endgame stuff or earn things from endgame uh, activities. Mm. Mm. So, you know, you know, Bungie will still be able to make their money by getting you to buy the expansions on whatever systems, which I really don't feel like too many people will do that. Yeah. I feel like it's more or less like a, you know, a, a small minority of people that are going to actively play that hard on multiple systems mm-hmm. um at the most i see people from like pc jumping over to like ps4 or something like that something something back and forth but for all you know three systems like i only see like streamers or like people that like play this game heavy having to worry about stuff like that but if it's yeah. something where you know you just want to play with other people on another system that you have it's real easy you'll just be able to log in use your stuff and you get to go yeah i can see that yeah, so that's definitely a plus. Um, next up, oh, I never sort of already talked about this, but Sony acquired Insomniac Games. Um, so it's official, you know, they've done so well with Marvel Spider Man. And just hearing people talk about this on the internet, um, I feel like Marvel Spider Man is like their biggest critically acclaimed game. Like they've sold a ton of copies of Spider Man. So. I, yeah. I don't know if I don't it's know if this is system seller. Yeah, um, I think this might have been done out of you know I want to say spite, but more or less you know Microsoft they're buying up a bunch of companies right now, a bunch of yeah. developers. So I feel like this was Sony's way of like trying to protect what they have. Did you imagine that gut punch after all this setup with Spider Man and then Microsoft bought Insomniac? I'm petty, so <laughs> when you ask questions like that, I'm like, hmm, I would right. sort of like to see the drama. <laughs> it's, it, it'd be the MCU thing all over again. Oof. Too soon. I mean, honestly, like, for... for I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. 
like I, I feel like this is something that was almost almost I mean it was inevitable, right? I mean they were they I, Insomniac has been very public about about um like loving working with Sony. Like they've said that they were I mean the the whole reason why they split in the beginning, because remember they were under Sony for a while at first, and then they eventually split off because they wanted to own their own IP. And now, like they're kind of just in house again, and and I don't foresee that being too bad of a thing. Like normally, I'm not super thrilled about like acquisitions like that, just because it's like, well, you know, now a lot more people don't get to play your games, but you know, and it seems limiting. But I mean, they already have a really great working relationship, and you know, I, I think that Sony will. Obviously, I don't know the details of the contract, but I mean, because they wanted to own their own IP, I imagine that it, the deal was lucrative for them. I imagine that this wasn't a case of like, oh, my God, we're floundering, like, <laughs> help us, um, which is always good. You always want your companies to go into something like that under that pretense, other th- rather than like, we're dying, help. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean... I, it's not like to me this was an inevitability, you know. I think Marvel Spider-Man maybe just solidified it, or you know, it, I, I don't know. Maybe it's recency bias as well because it was only like last year. Um, I mean, you mentioned that like, hey, this you'd think that this might be their critically most critically acclaimed game. That might be true. Um, I, I know Ratchet and Clank, especially the first few, were really really popular. Yes, um, but you know, and, and I mean, I think there was a press release when this happened. Where they said, like Sony said, that they were really excited about the future of Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank. So that, to me, tells me that they're probably working on another one. Because um, I, I thought the 2016 one was pretty good. Did you guys get a chance to play that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, I mean, they, they've done well enough. They even made a movie too. So, right, right. So yeah, it, it seems cool. It seems like this was kind of always going to happen, at least to me. Yeah, and we can sort of segue this into another story, but um, in an interview, Sean uh, Layden, the chairman of Sony's uh, Game Studios Worldwide, he pretty much said that exclusive titles will still be part of the company's strategy, but particularly multiplayer titles, they're sort of designed to play on personal computers, so it's, I, I guess, is that more or less him saying that he's he's all for like Sony having exclusive stuff, but he could sort of see. Does, wait, is it him saying that he he could see uh, studios like putting the games out on other platforms? Like, yeah. Is, yeah. So th- so this came out kind of uh, right after Nintendo's indie showcase, mm-hmm. and you know everybody freaked out about the Ori thing, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But like, you know, he made this comment about you know the. Broader distribution seems to be the key phrase there. Um, people are kind of wondering what exactly that means. Can we see Sony IP on, like, exclusively Sony IP on a different device? Does that mean we see it on a Nintendo device? Or does that mean that we see it on PC, like, you know, Uncharted Collection on PC? You know, like, who knows? Like, I, we we don't really have an idea. I just thought that that was a particularly interesting thing to say, especially at the time that he said it. Um, and I'm wondering if you guys even can think of anything that would even be remotely in the same vein 
as like an Ori or something like that that you could see on another console, whether that's Switch or or not console, but like a platform like Switch or PC. Um, I doubt anything is going to Microsoft, but is there anything that you guys could see? I mean, you could really step step back and look at anything. Uh, who who would have thought that Kingdom Hearts, which was exclusively on so uh, PlayStation, you know, Kingdom Hearts three was released on uh, Xbox One uh, this year. Yeah. Um, I could see, I could honestly see Spider Man be uh, being put out on other systems. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, I don't like the, if they really want to make money, I don't, I don't, I can't see why not uh, expand out to other platforms. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that's, that's, that's cool. Like, I mean, I doubt it, but shit, we don't really know what a God of war on, you know, PC, you know, I, I think honestly think they'll look at PC before they look at another console. That's my initial thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, think that a lot of these games will come to switch just because of the i mean not to you know down the switch but just because of the technical deficiencies of like of, let me not say that let me the technical limitations of the console you know I, I mean it it's trying right like i mean we saw the witcher 3 running and it runs it's a little it's, <laughs> it's rough but it, it runs you can but, do it you could do it. Like it's a downgraded version of that game. But did you, did you watch the trailer for it? Yeah, I watched the trailer. I watched the digital foundry video that digital they put foundry, out on it. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, like, I it's it's definitely like an applaud. So yes. I'm not to not to sound you know sidetrack or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely like it's something to applaud CD Projekt Red for taking like a year out to develop this on the Switch. Yes. Um, so to like, and then for them to show off like areas that are known to be, you know, hardware, uh, like to push the hardware, like they show that off to the press, which is really cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like the, the ambition behind that port is, is admirable. I mean, really it is. And I think they did a really great job with it. Um, yes, it is downgraded. It doesn't look as good. It's a variable 720. AP, I think he undocked or docked. I don't want to say that might have been docked, but you know that's just what it is, right? I mean, but you also have the advantage of playing it on the go. Like you can't get that anywhere else, literally. So there's there's that. So I mean, I could see some of this stuff coming to other consoles. I might even be able to see a Ratchet and Clank maybe coming to Switch, possibly, possibly. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen, but. You know when Sean Layden comes out here and says like basically our other our IP it can is basically capable of going somewhere else. You know the first thing I think is PC. That's the immediate thing I I start thinking. Um, but you know maybe something comes to Switch as well. I just think the talk of trading titles between IP is is interesting. I don't think we'll, we will ever see a Nintendo game on another system unless they just completely collapse their hardware. Um, I. I I'd never see that happening, but I think it's fascinating that we've gotten to this point in in the industry. Yeah, but definitely interesting. Um, we'll see if that actually turns into be like an actual thing. So you know, it's, that's that's going to be something that's in development, I guess, just over time. So we'll talk about it once it pops back up. So I guess with that, we can sort of just jump into. 
things that we've you know sort of seen at Gamescom or like over the net because of course you know we're still in the states we're just sort of like you know finding out what's you know being put out mm-hmm. while people are over there so um but at some point that'd be pretty dope to go out there you know you know that's hopefully down the road but uh let's go ahead and i guess we can sort of jump into uh the nintendo indie showcase um anything big from that that you guys sort of took from that it's gotta be ori right like that's I mean, well, I mean, I, was, I didn't want to jump straight into that, but yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so yeah. So, Ori and the Blind Forest uh, Definitive Edition is coming to the Switch September 27th, and it's a published Xbox Game Studios game. So that's huge. Um, that's I guess that sort of leads. So that's not leads, but it sort of like uh, talks about like what we've talked about in the show. Maybe when we first started getting back into podcasts, when we we're talking about, uh, you know. Nintendo and Xbox working on stuff together. This yes. could be this is you know this is probably what they were working on together. Right, right. I mean, I think that I'm gonna say what I said on episode one of the show, man. Like, I mean, we the I, Play Anywhere initiative. Microsoft is digging what Nintendo is doing right now with the Switch. They are seeing an opportunity, and they're gonna they're gonna jump on it. You know, mm-hmm. Microsoft and, and Microsoft doesn't need and a lot of people I see saying like, you know, oh my god, does that mean Nintendo games are coming to Xbox? No, like that's not what that means. I honestly don't think we're ever going to see that, but it doesn't matter because Microsoft's getting that Nintendo kickback. Like and Switch is doing insane right now. Like it's doing so well. All they need is their IP to be on that system and people might say, wow, all right, cool. Like I really like this Ori and the Blind Forest game. Oh, the sequel's coming out on the one? Oh, okay, I might have to check that out. Or PC? Like, yeah, I might I might check that out. There's a chance that I'm going to own a Switch in addition to something else. So I think it's brilliant. It's brilliant marketing by Microsoft for their own for to generate interest for their own properties and also just monetarily speaking, excellent. It's you're opening up the user base in a broad way, you know? Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. Like I I, I haven't played Ori in the Blind Forest yet, so um that'll be something, you know, and I feel like it it, it fits well on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh because the Switch just over time has become a really good machine for indie games. So uh if you're you know if you have a Switch, you're looking for a good platformer, Ori in the Blind Forest out September twenty seventh. Um, and speaking about indies, well, I mean, this whole thing is about indies. Whoops. Uh, Super mm. Hot. <laughs> Super Hot released this week. Um, at $24.99, though, so I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. But $24.99, it's, it's 60, 60 frames per second, has motion controls and gyro aiming. Um, if you haven't played Super Hot, Super Hot before, definitely a really interesting game is a game uh where the world moves around when you moves around when you move around so um it's sort of like a puzzle aspect to it but then at the same time it's like a first person shooter um i don't know i feel like playing it in vr sort of spoiled me and i feel like that's the that's the best way of playing that game yeah if you can get it on vr please do yourself a favor and do that oh. yeah any any other big uh pulls from the indie uh, showcase yeah um i mean you mentioned games that dropped immediately um uh, so we had two of them which was one was one of which was super hot and then the other one was the hot mine miami mm-hmm. collection which looked really really neat um 
I, well, not look neat. I, I played both of the games. They're really good. You should play those games if you can. Um, but I, I thought Eastward looked really cool. It was the new Chucklefish game. Mm-hmm. And, They've been doing really good. Yeah. Did you guys happen to see that during the showcase? Yeah. 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 So Eastward, I, I don't know what it was about, but it. So all their games have this sort of like um, this aesthetic. Like if you've seen. What's that? Um, why do I want to say Sunset Valley? Um, Stardew. Stardew. Thank you, thank you. Stardew Valley. Like it's kind of like that, except this is like less. I, I think it, it's less pixely than that. It's a very scientific term, I know, but um, it, it's a little bit more built out. But uh, they it, and more cartoony, but it does have like the same sort of charm, like to the the characters and the world and the way that everything just kind of moves and looks and that caught my attention immediately um there was another game too called um was it it was roke roki i think it was like this norwegian game i think it's norwegian i might have completely messed that up but it looked awesome so it has everything that i love about like some mystical adventures like it's like you're like this small little person and you're going up against like giant beasts it reminded me of like um uh, i just played sea of solitude the other day um and you know a few weeks back and it reminded me of that um where you're kind of fighting these larger than life beasts and it looked really neat that seemed kind of like a celeste type game in terms of like go find yourself it seems like one of those like i don't want to say walking simulator not one of those but um, like a quaint title, like it, it. Check it out if you haven't. It's it looks really cool. Um, and the tourist, the tourist looked cool. I think that was the game with that had the the black main character, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that one looked really neat as well. Had a nice art style to it. Uh, you're. Oh, I just remember like the like you're kind of falling through the sky with like these dragons that are kind of flowing through the sky. Like I don't know. It, it's it's. It looked interesting to me, so that that one caught my eye as well. Yeah. I mean, it was it's a good showcase of some indie games, um, and I don't know, but a lot of people like this is a whole. It's still a conversation where people think that indie games, like like indie games, aren't great games, but they are. I feel like the most fun I've had over the past couple of years have been through indie games. I mean, you already know me. I've <laughs> I, I I think that every year. Like I mean, I, honestly, I, th- I feel like that notion is dying. Um, e- even in the mainstream, I think it's still there, obviously. But I'm mean, just because triple A games have gotten so big and so popular. But I think indie games have, you know, they've taken that shine too. I mean, we just talked about Stardew Valley. That's one of the biggest indie games ever. But I also think it's also one of the biggest games that came out that year and continues to be giant. So it's constantly on the eShop charts. You know, in terms of bestsellers. So I mean, indie games are doing really great. I'm I'm hope that they have like Nintendo has more of these sort of showcases. I hope that all three of the publishers have more of these. Well, I mean, Nintendo's always they've always done a good job of of showcasing the indie games. So yeah. as yeah, Nintendo they they got it down pat. Um, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're gonna go ahead and talk about Inside Xbox. Um, they they all right. So first and foremost, they showed off some like actual uh gears of war like single player stuff so um it's good to see that single player is a focus on this now 
Uh, I think they wanted to show off like the horde and all the other stuff before because it's it's easy to show those type of things. Right. But um, you know, we we got some gears, uh, some gameplay from gears. Uh, you, there's also a character, uh, the Halo Reach character pack. So you can play as some of the characters from Halo Reach in Gears Five during like horde mode and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we have some DLC for Metro Exodus. Uh, PUBG is getting crossplay between Xbox One and PS4. Uh, let's see, Blair Witch got an official story trailer, but something huge, something really cool. Um, we we've I've been like pretty vocal about the Xbox Game Pass over the past couple of weeks, but they they dropped another bomb on us. Devil May Cry Five, Stellaris, and Age of Empires all jumped uh, dropped on the Game Pass. Star- Stellaris is a fantastic game. Definitely play that. Yeah, and Devil May Cry Five. Like if I know that. People that are fans of Devil May Cry 5 or just Devil May Cry in general, they probably already have picked up the game. But if you've been sort of iffy on picking up the game, this is definitely the time to, you know, try out Game Pass and try out Devil May Cry 5. Great game. Um, But yeah, uh, Games Pass is continuing to just do a really good job. Uh, What else did they show off? They showed off a little bit of NBA 2K20, uh, trailer mode, uh, the career mode. Featuring Idris Elba, another person that can't be stopped right now. So day uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also they showed off the, the Surge 2, which is sort of like a, um, well, I guess like what, like a mech version yeah. of uh, Dark Souls? Yeah. But uh, pretty cool, solid stuff from ex- inside Xbox. Uh, next up, the Stadia Connect that happened that same day. Uh, and all this stuff, like, all ha- all dropped the same day. It was a lot of news. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 confirmed for Stadia. Uh, Windjammers 2, uh, Doom Eternal, which I think was already confirmed, but they showed off some more trailers, some mm-hmm. more gameplay. Um, they announced Orca Must Die 3, Destroy All Humans, Super Hot, Attack on Titan 2, Farming Simulator, and uh, Elder Scrolls Online. So it looks like, you know, Stadia is definitely trying to keep up with, like, getting, you know, new games. And, like, they, they're trying to make it... They're trying to it's trying to be a platform or a new platform. So expect when new games to drop, it's probably going to drop for Stadia. It's just whether or not... I feel like right now at this point, it's just the whole internet infrastructure. You know, right. will, you, will you be able to play it without lag? Will you be able to play it without eating up all your data? Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be the stuff that people are going to be looking out for. So we really can't say too much until Stadia launches in November. But guess what, guys? Your boy is a founding member. So once Stadia drops, I'll let you all know what it, what that's going to be like. Wow. I don't even think you told me about that. Congrats. Yep. So, um... Or should I say rip? Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No faith. I felt, I felt like, what's his name for a second? Um... From Red Dead. Um. Oh, <laughs> my boy Dutch. Yeah, Dutch. You gotta <laughs> have faith. You gotta <laughs> have some goddamn faith, Arthur. <laughs> you like my Dutch impression? Yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, I played a lot of that game. <laughs> All right, so um, and then we also talked about uh some things that they showed off during the Gamescom opening night live, which was hosted by Jeff Keighley. Um, showed off Gears 5. It showed off the some gameplay for the Predator game, which looked pretty interesting. 
Yeah, I didn't see that, but I heard people talking about it. I mean, it's, it's basically like, uh, what's the other game? Evolve. Uh, oh, yeah, it's like Evolve. It's like, uh, what's that? Is uh, it Dead game? by Daylight? Yeah, it's like that, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it depends on how you feel about stuff like that. Um, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne got some gameplay. Uh, of course, they showed off the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt on the Switch. Need for Speed Heat, uh, Life is Strange 2, Episode 4, Roddy. Hell yeah. Uh, they announced Little Nightmares 2. I, I still haven't played the first one. I heard the first one was pretty good. I yeah. Played... I, I have not played the first one, but I want to. James, did you get a chance to try that? Uh-oh. Oh. Um, so, I... Like I said, Little Nightmares 2. Um, it was pretty... I mean, it looks cool. Like I said, I still have to play. I know it's crazy. I think I have the first game. I just haven't... Uh, I haven't played it. I have to figure out where I put it. And it was like, I bought it physical, too. So it's not like I could just re-download it. Okay. Um, let's see. They showed off Destiny 2, Shadowkeep. Um, of course, they showed off Erica, and I talked about it before, in the, earlier in the episode. Um, there's going to be a Modern Warfare gunfight alpha. And it's going to run all weekend. So as of this episode dropping, you should be able to download it and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the biggest thing was uh, Death Stranding. So you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Death Stranding. So I did you get a chance to see any of the footage of that, by the way? Yeah, I, I saw, you know, press F to piss. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> so basically, I don't. All right. So I still don't understand a lot of the game or but I think that this is the does, best. But does anyone, yet. though? I think that some people are starting to put the pieces together. I haven't read any theories, but I think like the more that I'm, I've been thinking about it, like this has revealed the most of the game yet. Like we're actually getting long stretches of conversation with people i mean guillermo del toro shows shows up and gives us a bunch of exposition and it some it somewhat makes sense we still don't know like what well at least I don't, i'm not sure if i just missed it but i'm not i don't i'm not aware of who the like the the uh enemies are yet i'm not positive like who we're fighting exactly but the babies and like how they're connected to you is sort of making sense. Like, I don't know if that has been revealed yet. Like, um, but, uh, yeah. So let's talk about <laughs> what you're actually doing. So the gameplay opened up with, like, you literally taking a piss and they're just having, like, fun with the camera because the camera tries to, like, kind of turn around so you could, you know, see it, but you can't see anything. You can't see any genitals or anything, which is a little joke. Uh, I guess they're trying to play, which is huh, funny. Um, and you go up to the, you as Norman Reedus go up to this shack. And I guess this is where you get your missions from the actual game. I guess this is where the, it, you'll, you know, the narrative will dole itself out, I guess. Um, and you're like taking packages. I'm not sure if the packages are the babies or are other babies. I'm not quite sure. But um, Jeff Keeley gives you the mission, <laughs> uh, literally, <laughs> and which was random and 
weird, but I guess in some strange way that makes sense. So wait, so is it official that he's going to be in the game, or is that just because it was a Gamescom thing? That is brilliant. I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. I don't know. I just assumed he's just straight up in the game. This game is fucking weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you accept that, and then you can go out of there and go down the the hill, and you can, and, and, and t- it was an intentional thing by the demo, clearly. And so the baby like starts freaking out when you fall down the hill because the baby is like literally attached to the front of your character, and so when you fall down the hill, obviously like it's it hurt straight, or you fell straight on it too, straight on it, like not even like try to protect the baby at all, like you just fell face like face first in the in the dirt. And the baby starts crying, and you actually, in first person, like, comfort the baby. And, like, you know, it almost sounds like a lullaby is happening in the background. So I'm not sure, like, I'm, I'm sure that's, like, a mechanic throughout the game. I guess it's to soothe the baby, make sure it's not going crazy on you. Because I'm, I'm guessing, like, in certain, like, high-tense, like, you know, high-intensity moments when you're being chased by whatever you're being chased by in the last trailer... I'm pretty sure you don't want the baby freaking out. Right. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's going to be a thing of like, hey, well, if you're trying to sneak, uh, now the baby's going to, you know, give away your position or something. Um, I don't know. So it, it seems it seems cool in that way. Like, I like that it seems like the the, the gameplay is varied in terms of what you're doing. The world is very sparse. You don't see a lot of it when you're playing the game. We only got that bit of gameplay, if I'm not mistaken, and the rest of what we got was just cutscenes. Um, so you get the Guillermo del Toro scene. You get a couple scenes with him. Uh, you get uh, Margaret Qualley. She's a major actress who's like definitely on the rise right now, and um, and that's neat. So he's so Kojima is getting like these big name actors in this really weird ass random game. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what this is, though, like how this translates to a moment to moment experience, because it's still not clear if this is mission based. Is this narrative? Is this propulsed by the narrative? Like, see, I, don't, I don't know. I, I feel like Hideo Kojima, he, he's always wanted to make his games really cinematic. So to make a movie is what he, he, he basically. So I feel like um sort of rewinding back to like how I feel like whenever I'm playing games like Erica or playing games that are like, you know, more narrative driven, I feel like he tries to make a game but makes it like super narrative heavy. So like there was a whole joke of uh Metal Gear Solid five no it was a five no Metal Gear Solid four being like sixty percent cutscenes. Which yeah I mean is, is, is sort of true, but at the same time, it's like it's stuff that you sort of invested in, so you're sort of sitting back for the ride. I feel like that's what this game is going to be. I feel like it's going to be mostly like the world building, um, it's going to be narrative driven, and that, like that's that's what I'm hoping for because with everything that we're seeing right now, I mean, we're not really seeing too much, I guess, all still seems like a concept of a game. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what we talked about this before, I think. But like, it seems like that's what this is going to be about is that this is going to be his testing ground. Right. Like 
it, it's going to be, and I think this video solidified that more than anything, is that like this is going to be a test for what Kojima really wants to do in the future. Not saying that there, this won't be like a complete thought from him. I think it will. But I mean, this is going to be more of an experiment than anything else. Uh, at least that's what it feels like. But I mean, I can't, like I said, I can't wait to see how this, you know, melds together into one cohesive package, you know, if if that's possible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's cool. It's cool. I'm sure we'll be talking about this again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a game that's going to be, you know, it's going to be constant. Like, we're going to get more trailers. We're going to talk about it again. The game's going to be released. And, of course, we'll definitely talk about it then. But it's it's gonna be yeah, like you said, it's gonna be something that we really we really can't say too much until the game comes out. Yeah, we can just continue to speculate. Um, and I mean, the little gameplay that we got here, we pretty much covered it. I mean, that's that's it. Like that's what we got, and it's not a lot. Like it's a lot of empty space. Um, and I mean, there's beauty in that, you know. I, I there's beauty in just you know where everyone's curious about what this game is, and I think Kojima knows that, and there's a lot of hype around it, anticipation. And... I, see what I'm thinking is like I'm I'm thinking and I'm hoping that like he's been really strategic on what he's showing so that when we actually get the full game it's like it's nothing what we're expecting. Yeah, I think I like, I'm I'm, ex- I'm expecting like a whole like Metal Gear Solid two moment. Yeah, where where I think we're we're getting one thing and then bam, it's a whole separate character that we're playing as. So mm-hmm. shoot, what if what if at some point you play as you play as the baby? What if that's a thing? <laughs> I mean, you certainly get the baby's perspective a couple times. Like, you yeah. get to see, like, you know, even the blinking, which is taken, is cribbed exactly from uh, Phantom Pain, um, that opening scene. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, we get to see the little robot buddy, like, a little bit more. We, You know, it, it flickers red for danger, seemingly, and it has, like, a little flashlight and... I don't know. It's cool. Like we get to see more of that stuff, and it, it, he's slowly building out this world. And again, we get to more of the babies, and that they're basically commodity. It seems like, but I don't really know for what exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. We'll we'll have to revisit this. Yeah, but I mean, that's I guess that's uh, the I guess that I don't want to say the biggest thing, but that's pretty much where they you know it's like the, the stamp point, the stopping point of yeah. uh, Gamescom. That was like the last like big dump. Yeah. Uh, of course, over time, uh, since it's still going on, they've uh, they've gone out and like you know we're seeing more impressions on different things. Like I said, this is a huge convention going on in Germany right now. Um, there's new trailers being dropped, new story like uh, new like new stories going out for games. But uh, after that, was there anything that sort of like stood out to you from Gamescom? We got the adventures, um, which I want to say is. The I want to say that was the E3 demo that got shown behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like this was kind of bland. Good, because I, I felt the same way. I was like, you know what? I'm not really impressed like by anything. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed standard, right? Like, I like, mean, it's... No, no, no. And not, and not to sound bad, like the it looks... It it looks really nice. Like it's not like an ugly game or no, anything. not at all. No, but I feel no. like I, I I see what you're saying. Like the it doesn't look like it has any depth to it. It, it doesn't seem like there's anything that really stands out. Honestly, yeah. like I mean, they have a cool voice cast. I mean, they was, Captain America does not sound like Captain America. I'm sorry. Like I can take all the other stand-ins. Everyone sorta kind of feels like they're doing impressions of everyone, but like Captain America, come on. 
come on, guys. Uh, you know, it just I'm a huge Cap fan, so it just automatically mm. just rings weird to me. Now, I do find that like his combat style is like the most interesting out of everybody, but everyone seems samey. Like it seems like the same four or five button combo, like everybody yeah. is sort of doing. It, it's sort of like it's it's like button combos, but it's all based on like what characters are around you. So like when you're looking at the gameplay for the Hulk, like he's like grabbing two people and like you know, smashing them together and picking up one person and using them as like a weapon. So like it's stuff like that is all like you know contextual based on like what's going on around you. We sort of gave it a um sort of gave it like a quick time event look to it. Sort of kinda. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I, I feel like uh I'm I'm not horribly excited about this. Like it sort of looks like it's it's gonna come out and yeah, That's I, it. I just I, I just want to pause for half a second because I think we lost James during the broadcast for a while there. I just want to make sure that he is actually not with us. Yeah, he would have said something by now. Yeah, I think he would have. Okay, all right. Uh, so sorry about that, uh, everybody. But um, dang, sorry about that. So yeah, with the Avengers game. The yeah, it's it seems like it's hitting all the right or all the beats. It's it's you know, Iron Man's quirky, uh, Black Widow's no nonsense. Uh, you know, Hulk is just smashing stuff like it. You know, it's familiar, but there's it just seems empty. Yeah, it it seems empty. Like everything, even the hits feel weak. You know, it feels like a, and I don't say this in a disparaging way, but like. It feels like Marvel Ultimate Alliance in a way, where it's just kind of like mashy. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of depth. Maybe I just need to get my hands on it. Maybe there's a system underneath what they're showing us that we are not seeing. Um, it, that's completely possible. But what I, what we've seen so far, I'm just not like I like I probably play it and it'd be something I probably never go back to once I finish it. Um, and you're, they're not even showing the stuff that like. It's been heavily rumored, if not confirmed, I thought that this was going to be a multiplayer title, and uh, we haven't seen any of that. I thought this was going to be multiplayer. Am I mistaken about that? No, at some point, that was a thing. I remember them saying something about it being multiplayer. Okay. So the fact that we haven't heard any about anything regarding that is odd to me. So yeah, all the, the set piece that we saw just seemed a, li- a bit boring, a bit rote. Um, the Taskmaster fight. I mean, it's cool seeing that character, but it was boring looking. There was a, there was like a minute where like Black Widow was literally just shooting Taskmaster like over, like shooting him a few times, rolling, shoot a few times, roll. Like, I don't know. It was odd. It was, it felt like triple A studio design gone horribly wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like it's more, it's more like. The example of you could throw money into something, but if it doesn't have a soul, then yeah. you know it's going to fall flat flat on its face. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get more specific about the critique because I don't want to like just throw out nebulous terms. But like, I, that's it, it. Feels like while describing, that, we've tried to kind of go into detail about why we didn't like this uh, as much or why we weren't as enthusiastic. Um, but. I mean, it, it just has a lot to do with the way that everything sort of just connected, um, both literally and figuratively. 
um, with us. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll we'll bounce back on it once uh, you know. Of course, they show off more stuff, and then eventually, once the game comes out, I feel like at, at one of us, probably me, mm-hmm. will end up picking it up just to see if it's good. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll give our impressions on it. But until then, you sort of have to go off of these trailers, which hasn't really done it justice, I guess. Yeah, not not really. Um, bunch of other stuff kind of came out, like a bunch of information. We were talking about Street Fighter or Streets of Rage four mm-hmm. um, before the show started, and that's pretty neat. Like you know, I I was saying to you how I was pleasantly surprised that it looked as good as it does. Like that might be something I'm considering getting um, not just for the soundtrack, but because like the game legitimately visually uh, looks pretty stunning. Um, it looks like, you know, streets of rage two, which I absolutely adore. Love one of my classic. favorite. Be- it's a classic. It's one of my favorite beat em ups of all time. Um, so, and you saw the control trailer. Um, I, yes. I did not, I did not see it. So I stayed away. I'm staying away from the trailer. The game's out next week. So I, I'm saving myself, but but you say that it looks awesome. It does. I mean, I, I sort of like. I'm. I'm. I feel like at this point of like you know my gaming career that I sort of like. I really appreciate like these cinematic games now, like games that like it's it's telling a story and like and a good story at that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the just just the way everything was cut in the trailer, like it sort of looks like the game's gonna be trippy at certain points. So I'm all for like having my mind blown, ready for it. Um, but I'm excited. You know, it's gonna be cross platform. It's gonna be on everything. Um, and by cross platform, I mean like being it's being released on everything. Um, I think their last game was Quantum Break, and it was uh, exclusive to Xbox. So it's cool that this one's gonna be out for everybody. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm really hype. Anything Remedy does, I'm automatically just intrigued. I already have my antenna up. Um, and they did release a new Shimmy Three trailer. I've not seen it yet. Did you get a chance to see that? Not yet. Um, when it comes down to that, to to Shenmue, I think I'm honestly just I'll pick up the game once it comes out. Like it's the game. Once the game, I feel like there, there's a lot of like we'll show something, get people really hype, and then push the game back. Mm. Yeah. So at this point, I'm ready for them to just work on the game, go radio silent, and then just drop the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, there was a Yakuza announcement that was really cool. Oh, that's huge! I'm su- I'm surprised that's not the first thing you talked about. No, no. I mean, oh, look. I, I, guess, I guess we have to build it up. I think that's what. It <laughs> I mean, look. I, I'm a, I've become such a huge Yakuza fan over the last like year because I I I think you guys know the story. Like, you know, I played the first one back on P- PlayStation Two. It was cool, but I just didn't return. Five games came out. You know, it's funny. I bought four and five. I bought three, four, and five with the intention of playing them, and never did because I actually they were. I was a generation. I think I did that at the tail end of the PlayStation 3's life. I'm sorry, I didn't buy five, three, and four. I apologize. Five never came out physically in the United States. Um, but I I bought three and four at the tail end of the PlayStation 3's life. And I never got a chance to actually play those games. Um, and I never That's, got. And, a... they, and that was a collection, wasn't it? They like released it as a set. I think. No, no, they didn't. They it no? Was, no, no, no. Well, maybe they did, but I bought it individually. Oh, okay. So, um, and I bought them 
like at the end. And I never played Yakuza 2. That was part of what stopped me because I was like, oh, well, I never, I haven't played the second one. And it's been so long since I played the first one. Do I really want to jump into three for the first time? Like, eh, maybe not. So I kind of waffled around until I just eventually never played them. And then last year, Zero came out and people started talking about it. And I was like, I need to just try this game like again and, and see if I like it. And I fell in love. And now like I'm going through the series like, you know, one by one. And the beautiful thing is with the collection that was announced at Gamescom, everybody was like, we don't know what's next for the United States because three, four and five were all remastered individually for uh, in Japan for the PlayStation 4. And it, now they did not get Kiwami treatments, so they're not remakes, but they're remasters, meaning that, you know, they um, basically have up uh visuals. So it's 1080p, and they're running at 60 frames per second, So, which is still nice. That's that's nice. So they will be a little more rough going to those games, but not as bad. I think 4 Wait, and 5. Go ahead. I thought, but I thought that um, with this, like, it's uh, it's being translated, and, like, I thought they were, like, upping the translation so like they're actually going through and trying to make it relevant but then yes. i thought that i thought that like it's it's not like a kwami uh remake right. but like it's an actual like remaster so like it they they added more to it um so the kwami versions of these games are complete remakes like they're from the ground up using the the dragon engine um except with the exception of kwami one kwami one does not use that engine but kwami two does and the Dragon Engine is basically the the in-house engine for the studio that makes these games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they allow you to do things like go into shops with no loading and have seamless battles instead of having to load those. Um, so the difference is really felt like when you're playing these games. But the the remasters for 3 through 5, so they get like the, you know, the increased resolution and the frames per second. Um, and you're right, they do get an updated localization, but they haven't added anything to the games now with the exception of yakuza 3 so let me explain a little bit about what happened there when yakuza 3 originally came to the united states a bunch of content was cut because they thought that well first of all the series was not doing great over here um yakuza was never sold well until zero came out and so that's part of the reason why five never got a physical release so um so with the yakuza series kind of on the Brink on the outs, like you know, Sega was like, "Well, this is a really niche series. We need to sell as many copies of this as possible. They're not, you know, American audiences aren't gonna want, you know, some esoteric trivia game to be in, um, to be in this. So they cut like a bunch of stuff like from that game, um, that was in the Japan uh, release, but not in the states version. Mm-hmm. So." Now with the remake, or with, I'm sorry, the remaster of 3 on the PlayStation 4, all that content is restored. So for the very first time, American gamers can um, experience, well, American and European gamers, I'm, I'm including everybody. Um, everybody is going to get to experience that content for the very first time, which is really exciting for longtime Yakuza fans um, who did not import the game. So that is something that's new. So that's a little different. It's not that it's new content. It's just restored. Um, And for 5, what they did that's really cool is for the physical release for this collection that includes Yakuza 3, 4, and 5, they give you a PlayStation 3 case for Yakuza 5 because you never never got one with with, uh, the fifth Yakuza because it never released here. Um, People thought that they were never going to get that game 
at all. And so I think at E3 some years back, they Sega announced it, but it was only coming digitally. And so people were disappointed because it was like, well, I can never complete my collection. Well, now you can. And I think that's the most badass thing in the world. So, you know what? All this, all this talk about Yakuza. I think you, I think it's finally getting to me that I'm, I might like start my run on these games. So, all right. So let me, let me ask this here. So, with, um, and we sort of talked about this before the show. With some of the games being on sale right now, should I start at Yakuza Zero? Yes, you start at zero. Absolutely, start, okay. start at zero. That's the absolute first place you want to go because it takes chronologically it's uh it takes place in the 80s so it's first in line it was always intended to be played first which is kind of unique in a prequel series um and so events and you want to play kawami so zero kawami one kawami two and then three through five so everything in the collection and then you can go to that makes sense. Okay, so I think yeah. I think I, I think this is it. I think I might actually, you know, next week, you'll you'll find out if I actually impulsed and did it and, <laughs> and start playing it. But like I don't know, like I've and I've said this before. I've always played like demos of Yakuza. I've always yeah. like seen videos. My my very first like let's play was a demo of Yakuza four or five. Yeah. And, you know, I went over to, and it's, man, it's crazy. Like, almost 10 years ago. When, you know, I have, I bought, like, all the equipment, like, piece by piece online. So I was able to, like, record gameplay and, like, have it on my laptop. So I brought it over to a friend's place. And, like, we saw, I'll see if I could find that video. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, you know, it's it's always been, like, a really wacky game. Like, just, like, and then, like, the fighting mechanics are just, it's it's satisfying. Yes, they are absolutely satisfying. So I mean, like, yeah, it's a it's a beat 'em up, you know. Like you're taking things, you're beating the shit out of people, like with everyday <laughs> objects, and it's just the heat actions make it really fun because, like you said, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. The game is wacky. It's it's completely off kilter in terms of tone, but but it works. I'm never I'm never played a game like that, like where it can be super silly and goofy in one scene and then the next scene is like completely dead serious like it it can flip tone like that and do it seamlessly um i mean if you follow the main story it is very serious um but the Mm -hmm. wacky stuff usually comes from like the side content and like the sub stories and things like that um but there's a flair if i have to say one thing about yakuza like to sell it with people because because let me i will say this Yakuza, Yakuza is not for everybody. It's it's just it's not. Um, you it's something that you're either going to be into, or you're just going to think it's asinine. Like how could someone like this? And they're big games, so I can see why like you someone could get overwhelmed with them. Um, so definitely, if you give it a shot, Zero is a fantastic place to start because I think it's it's the best it's the best entry for the characters. Um, you get to play, if you don't know this already, Chris, like you play two characters. Um, so like you're playing Majima and Kiryu and like you see their stories. You're following two different narratives the entire game. Um, and the diversity in the characters in terms of not like cultural diversity, but in terms of like who these people are, the personality types, they're so compelling and it's so over the top and silly, but in a way that is very entertaining to watch. Um, I think 
I think you particularly will enjoy it. Um, but I do want your honest opinion though. Like I, I I'm very curious if you like it because I think I think you'll like some parts of it for sure. Um, I, I'm curious if you'll if you'll ultimately end up bouncing off of it. But if you if you go into the series with an open mind, an open heart, like and understand like this is insane, like you'll come to appreciate it. I think. And and that sounds like me. So I'll I'll definitely give you an update next week about that. I'm extremely excited. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is. I, I think that zero is eleven dollars. You said on PSN right now. Yeah. So yeah. you know, listening to the show, guys, and of course. This isn't like we're not, you know, um, we're not uh, sponsored by yeah. Sega or anything like that. Like, this is just us talking about these games. But if anything that Rod said over the past like couple weeks about Yakuza sounds fun, it sounds great, definitely pick it up and join and join the discussion in the comments. Or, slight segue, send us the email at shouldiplaythatfanmail at gmail.com. You get something. Yeah, you can get you shit. You can get Yakuza Zero, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, so um, besides that, you know, uh, like we said, there's a ton of info dropping, um, and there's like just uh, like this is a, a good time to sort of like hit up YouTube, um, hit up IGN, hit up uh, Kotaku. Uh, there's a lot of like videos on games. Uh, that are coming out. So definitely take a look out. And just to name a few, like, you know, of course they showed off some stuff from Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, of course, Cyberpunk 2077 was out there. Uh, we already talked about Streets of Rage. Um, Astral Chain, once again, which looks really good. Really excited about that game. Uh, we got some gameplay from the Nintendo's Treehouse. Uh, they also showed off some Link's Awakening gameplay, a live demo of that. Uh, we got some... So, all right, so with Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, that was originally a game where I was like, great, another Dragon Ball Z game. And I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, but at this point, it was like, yo, what are they trying to do? Um, I the, the... What sells me on some of these games is just, like, the animations and, like, the... The, just the you know the graphics of the game. And, like, just the animations for, Ka- for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot looks so good it does um, and and i mean it's all the high beats of the the series right uh-huh. like you know cell games uh, freezes stuff i mean the you but the cool thing about it for me is that like not only do you hit all that and not only do you get an awesome dub but you get like goku in a car so can we yep. get like that driver's <laughs> license episode so, please? No, yo, and that's the thing like they um at, at gamescom they they uh bandai namco they went ahead and released some screens where that's going to be like a, a like a submission a, oh a side my god i love so it you, so you'll be able to do the driving uh driving test you'll be able to drive around in the game that is confirmed Oh my so, god, yes. I feel like this game it has a lot of like fan service in it. So they're throwing in a lot of stuff that like we wanted to see in the games. Yeah. Just and like small small dumb stuff too. So I'm excited. The, the trailer was very good by the way. Like it was it was cut together really well. Like yeah. I was kind of hype. I was like, "Wow, I really want to play this." <laughs> yeah, and and I like that they're showing off like different sagas every time like the you know the closer we get to the game coming out you know, the sort of show, there's stuff that we already know. So this time around it, they showed off gameplay of, excuse me, um, of Gohan fighting Cell. So that sort of confirms that you're not tied directly to just playing as Goku. 
Uh, they're gonna give you in the uh, like a little gameplay part. We're actually playing as Gohan fighting Cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also showed a live demo of Dragon Quest Eleven, and the demo's out as well. Which was how many gigs? I think he like said thirteen or something. Jeez. So all right, so thirteen gigs. Is that the full game, or is that like actual demo? I that's a great question. I would imagine that's you would think that's the actual game for being that large, um, but I'm not. I'm not positive. Oh, all right. So I'm on um, reset error right now. Uh, just got clarification. It's 13 gigs for the full size of the thing, but the actual demo alone is 4.7 gigs. Oh, okay. That's way more manageable. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right, cool. Yeah, so the preload of the game is up, and that's the 13 gigs or 14 gotcha. gigs. Gotcha. But the Excellent. demo alone is like, you know, 4.75 gigs. Perfect. Perfect. I can do that. And you, you can carry your demo save data over to the full release. So no, that's that's awesome. And that's how demos should be made. Yeah. All right. So I feel like two ways. When you have a demo, either make it where it's something that's cut completely away from the game, so that won't it won't really be in the game. I'm all for that. And then make demos where like it's you know maybe the beginning of the game or something that you'll have you can get like the gist of the gameplay and then take whatever you're doing in that demo over to the full game. Absolutely, well, I yes. guess the best ways of doing it. But, oh, for but, sure. But you know. Fuck those demos where it's like, all right, you go and play this bitch twice for 15 minutes. Mm. Those are the ones I hate. Mm. I'm looking at you, Nintendo. They do do that often. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much, unless you have anything else that really stood out to you, that's pretty much our, you know, overall part one of Gamescom. Um, did you have any other games that sort of stood out to you? I think we covered it, man. Yeah. Um, so definitely, like I said, let's continue the conversation, you know, on social media. That's what it's for. That's why it's called social media. Let's be social, y'all. And um, I guess we could go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Uh, episode 26 in the bag. Um, like we said a little bit earlier in the episode, we, we seem to have lost James, but we definitely want to shout out James for being on this episode. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's, you know, working hard on some of the stuff that we're going to do on YouTube. So I'm really excited to see how that stuff comes out. And I'm excited to start pumping out more content for YouTube. Um, YouTube is definitely going to be a platform where we'll be able to bring in more people into the Should I Play That family. Um, and it'll be a, a cool way of, like, delivering our message to you guys. So, like, now y'all have, like, a video aspect of you know seeing the stuff instead of just the the audio aspect and then of course we still do the well we're trying to figure out the whole streaming stuff um just with how life works and how you know being able to try and be consistent because that's the name of the game for streams that's a little bit hard but you know my you know my boy cedric you know he's you know itching to get back into the streaming thing so you know i'll i'll take the 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 blame on why we haven't had streams lately but um it's something that we're working on pretty soon so definitely be on the lookout for that uh we'll be streaming of course on facebook i think we're going to start also streaming on youtube so definitely follow us on youtube for you know the streams and then also for the videos that we put out uh rod what you got this week man 
this week I- I'm gonna be hunkering down and hibernating before all these games come out and trying to save some of them save your money <laughs> yo so remember one of my pro tips one of my life tips you know if, if you're about to impulse on something save it this is the part this is where you're saving it for you're saving it for all of these goddamn games that are about to come out hmm. yeah i mean honestly i'm spending a lot of my time and i haven't even played much overwatch lately i've played like once in the past week since like we played or that's one of the games that i really wish i had i just had time to play because i love overwatch so much yeah like i i love it but it's like you know i have my hands full literally with with uh fire emblem in in yakuza like yakuza i think i'm getting actually close to the end on that so that'll be nice but then three it just came out literally shadow drop so then it's a it's a debate on all right do i need to do I want to jump into that like right then or do I want to like maybe touch control because I know like by the time this is out like I will have already played Life is Strange so like that's next on the docket that's a one day game though I can kind of get through that in one sitting um, but I mean that's a day though you know like I'll be in that and then hopefully finishing Yakuza and all the side content in that because that's what I do before I finish th- that game or any of those games is I gotta do the main story and all the side missions so it, it's a it's a hassle man but hey we're it's a um embarrassment of riches you might say <laughs> yep so you know we'll definitely you know we appreciate you guys tuning in this week um guys you know how i love ending this let's end it on some positivity some pro tips some life tips guys and you i'm talking to you that has a dr pepper sipping on it right now yeah you thought i didn't see you take that you take it you're taking a sip a second sip nah dog pour it out drink more water moisturize your ankles take your vitamins eat your greens don't sweat the small stuff read more keep people around you to tell you the truth be humble commit to things and listen your greatest struggles are your greatest lessons do i have to repeat that again think about it because i think someone out there is going through some stuff but these struggles you're going through, they're going to be your greatest lessons. Write a book. Text your friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you wake up. Um, I know a lot of a lot of kids, I don't know if like, that's our main demographic yet, but I know some of y'all going back to school. Uh, you know, you have to get up early. Or some of y'all are parents. Y'all have to get up early. Change your alarm. It'll help you. Stop waiting for the perfect time. There'll always be an excuse to not be productive. Use your front pockets to carry stuff. It just makes it easier. Well, it makes it easier to not get pickpocketed. But it makes life a little easier because everything's right there. And that's if you do have pockets. I know, you know our, our you know our, our friends, females, they, they sometimes look like they have pockets, but they don't have pockets. It sucks. Make pants that have pockets. If you have life problems, don't run away from them. Face them. It'll haunt you later on if you don't. If you want to make a change in your life, just take it one day at a time. Ask yourself, what can I do today to make the change? Just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't make them your enemy. And when was the last time you backed up your phone? Hmm? Think about it. Check your phone. Go to options. Go to settings. Uh, whatever. Check up your backups. See when was the last time it was done. Make sure it's recent. Never go to the grocery store on an empty stomach. You'll buy up everything. But then if you're broke, you won't buy up too much, but you'll buy the wrong stuff. Leave things better than how you found them. That's for all my retail workers out there. They're all applauding right now. Make the journey fun. 
It might be your long one, could be a short one, but just make it fun. That's what matters. If you're going to impulse on something and you talk your, your, yourself out of it, make sure that you save that money you're going to spend for all these games coming out this fall. And shoot, where am I at? I already forgot. Clear out your voicemail. I know we talked about this past couple of weeks. Rod, did you clear out your voicemail? Have you cleared I it out not. yet? I have not. See? And then when I try to call you, it's like, his voicemail is, is, is full. I can't leave my message now. Or I can send a text. Either or. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sit up straight. Keep your shoulders back. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you right now. Your poor posture is the reason why you're sore all the time. And this 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 next one, it hits home because I messed up my iPad over the summer. Buy a really good screen protector. I don't gimp out on one. Don't get one at Walmart. Don't get one of those cheap ones. Buy like a really solid screen protector. Because nothing's worse than staring at a phone that's cracked. It's the worst. And last but not least, guys, stay beastly. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week. We'll catch you on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, quick shout out to Controllerize. We all went out there last week. Oh, completely uh, to, forgot to mention got, that. Yeah, got to hang out with Herb. Um, yeah, definitely shout the, out to Herb. By the time I, hung, uh, I was about to leave, Herb was like on a 25 win streak on Street Fighter. Wow. Like, I need to go a, back. Had a line going. I was like, yo. Is Which this Street Fighter though? Alpha? Uh, it was the, I think, was it Alpha or was it Third Strike? It was one of the two. Oh man, let it be Third Strike, please. <laughs> But yeah, definite shout out to that. I'm sort of working on, you know, our adventures on that, but my computer sucks. So trying to edit these videos, like I I, I really have to stop multitasking on this computer because I can only focus on one thing at a time. But it's going to come out eventually. It's going to come out at some point. You know what sucks? And this is a quick aside. And if you're still listening, I <laughs> love you guys. But isn't it, it sucks that my phone can edit these videos better than my actual computer. Mm. But... I need to like color correct the videos because where we shot everything at, it was really dark. Mm -hmm. So now I have to go on the computer, do the stuff on the computer. My computer runs like shit. So right now I'm just trying to find a happy balance to get this video out. But when I do, y'all will know about it. Be on Instagram, we'll be on Twitter, be everywhere. But last but not least, I think that's it. That's all I got. Stay beastly, you guys. Peace.